My fellow Americans, it looks like some things have changed. Are we doing a good enough job teaching our children what America is and what she represents? If you want an abortion, get one! Younger parents aren't sure that an appreciation of America is the right thing to teach modern children. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. When I drive into a neighborhood and there are American flags, it's a message of white supremacy. I'm warning of an eradication of the American memory that could result in an erosion of the American spirit. We need to completely dismantle the police department. If we forget what we did, we won't know who we are. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free, and freedom is special and rare. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of enterprise. As long as we remember our first principle and believe in ourselves, the future will always be ours. Ours was the first revolution in the history of mankind that truly reversed the course of government and with three little words, we the people. We the people are free. back welcome to another episode of we the people radio i'm your host james and joining me is that ugly fuck next to me the right wing cigar king mr alan jacoby what's going on dude what's happening ah nothing just besides you know about to go to world war three you know we got a house speaker vote that's in shambles uh you know hospitals are blowing up the rock is apologizing to people uh rfk is a just complete shit show and the media is no longer talking about him tons of stuff alan we got tons and tons of stuff going on so um, much, so much propaganda, so much mainstream media bullshit, so much to, uh, it's stupid. It's, it's really, it's really tiresome. That's really what it's become. It's, it's become really fucking tiresome. Uh, these people are, uh, only care about themselves. They only care about their power and they will stop at nothing, uh, including killing people left and right just to achieve their end goal. And it's sad. It's 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 really sad what's going on in the world right now, uh, all because uh, a small group of individuals want to keep hold of power. Uh, but at the same time, Donald Trump is being attacked by this tyrannical regime, the, the Biden administration. He was in court this morning um, and he came out and uh, had a few statements this morning talking in favor of Jim Jordan, how he'll be a, 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 a great speaker. Um, and more importantly, did you see this, this video, Alan Trump is fucking pissed and I love it. No way. Very conservative. The real numbers are more. They're conservative financially. They said, Oh, 
statements are, are valued higher. The financial statements are at a lower number. They're conservative. So there is no fraud. Number two, we have a reliance clause. We have what's called the disclaimer right up front, all over it. All over the financial. It says don't rely on these financial statements. Do your own due diligence. Do your own analysis. So there's no fraud. And number three, I said before, I'm being tried under a statute that nobody has ever been tried under. That doesn't give me a jury, that doesn't give me any rights whatsoever. They can do whatever they want. And it's a disgrace. Now it's turned out that I have great financial statements. Great. It's turned out that the company is worth much more than the financial statements. They would say just the opposite. They valued things at ridiculous numbers, like Mar-a-Lago at $18 million, when it's worth perhaps 100 times that amount. Perhaps 100 times. The fact is we have a corrupt legal system in New York City and New York State. And you know what? We have a corrupt legal system in our country. The DOJ is corrupt. And they're leading this whole thing for election interference. Thank you very much. You're going to come back and what is your time it's all election interference. We know that. And Letitia James ran again on a platform, you know, from, from a, a, a attorney, a ge, attorney general from my state. You got to hit the audio there. With and um, she's she ran on the platform of going after Donald Trump. I mean, she fundraised on going after Donald Trump. She mm-hmm. uh, amassed her base from going after Donald Trump, and she's a failure. She comes from the. Um, extreme left working families party which basically they're democrats but worse and she had high hopes of becoming governor of new york but kathy hochel who was appointed after they got rid of cuomo was polling so well that they said well she's going to be a failure we got to throw hochel in there who had no aspirations of being governor of new york and she you know is uh, sitting there but they had plans for her because they knew that she would you know march to the to the drum and to the orders of going after Donald Trump any way they possibly can. And you know what? This will be something that I'm sure is is seen in the Supreme Court is is uh, whatever comes out of it appealed between the judge. It's just it's all corrupt. They all are. I call them career Trump haters. It's they're programmed now to just hate Trump and do whatever they can to go after him. And, and New York at least in the city, is such a, a shamble of, of whether it's uh, policy, law, crime, um, you know, so much going on, and all they care about is going after the big, big orange boogeyman. That's that's literally all they care about, and it's it's so funny because uh, Letitia James, uh, peekaboo James over here, um, she continues to just – call Trump an embarrassment and blame him and point fingers at him for all the things that Joey bag of donuts actually did. And we have proof of him actually doing it. Uh, This is actually, this is great. Alan, check this out. To challenge this illegitimate president, colluding with foreign powers, putting profits over people. The prosecutor's not fired. They're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. Dividing us in ways we haven't seen in generations. 
We can do better than this. I believe that this president is incompetent. I believe that this president is ill-equipped to serve in the highest office of this land. And I believe that he is an embarrassment to all that we stand for. He should be charged with obstructing justice. What's your understanding of what your son was doing? That doesn't pass the smell test. So if you want to talk about problems, you know, let's talk about Trump's family. Five former heads of the CIA say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. Joe Biden. Joe Biden has a deep, steep and successful record over a long, long time. Because <laughs> we believe that he's engaged in Italian practice of the money laundering. I have not taken a penny from any foreign source ever sure in my life. Laundering the money from foreign governments. <laughs> You may be wondering what you could possibly do to change it. The answer is simple. Welcome, Chili Bag of Donuts. That is a great answer, actually. You know, uh, the, 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 the problem is everything that she's saying, and she said then, and, and is currently saying is lies. And... Part of it is she should be held liable for defamation for some of the things that she's saying. And, you know, what's sad is the, uh, the audio thing again. I guess the, um, the judge, we're putting, you know, a partial gag order. So Donald Trump can't speak of, say, about the court clerk when he called her out with, the, with taking pictures with Chuck Schumer and other things. But Letitia James can go on Twitter every day after the trial and even lunch breaks and just tweet lies or accusations and in in the sense um, just co- corrupt the uh, the opinion among the public. And this is all, all part of the corruption, all by design. And yeah. This thing is a civil tr- – it's it's civil. It's not criminal. However, she did her she did say that her office wants to and will uh, make a um, – send it off to the DOJ to say, hey, you should you should look into this criminally. Of course and she's he, going to. You know, yeah, she, she would like to do that. Here's the thing with this New York City trial where all of the loans that were taken were paid back with interest. Nothing would, there was no fraud. There was no attempt to defraud a financial institution. There was no attempt to defraud an insurance company. Literally none of these banks, none of these insurance companies, none of these financial institutions are crying fraud, crying that they've been defrauded, crying forgery. There's no victim here. This is the thing. There is absolutely zero victim. Nobody's been defrauded. This is New York State under the command of Letitia James and others beyond her to go after him civilly for nothing in the attempt to just collapse him financially, destroy the Trump name, destroy the Trump businesses, all in the name of preventing him to make moves to campaign for the race for the White House. That's all this is. It is 100% disgusting election interference. Well, I, you, you hear it in that that uh, speech right after he came out of the courtroom. Uh, he called the DOJ out. He called he called our leadership out. Uh, it, it is 
tyranny at its finest. This guy is dominating in almost all of the polls. And I've said many times I take the polls with a grain of salt. But the fact of the matter is uh, this guy is in a presidential race and his uh, opponent that he's running against is pushing this crazy, tyrannical civil case uh, in many in many cases, criminal cases in some some spot, but it all comes from the top. We know it's not Joey Bag of Donuts. We know it's you know above Obama as well. Uh, but they at, at the surface level, Alan, at the surface level, looking at it from a normie perspective, uh, is tyranny. It is the president of the United States well, trying to stop his opponent from gaining from gaining any traction, trying to shut him up, trying to silence him in any way he possibly can. They're putting a gag order on the guy. He can't even talk about the case uh, or, or, or anything. Um, and they're constantly uh, trying to interfere with this 2024 election any way they possibly can, because I think they know that they're not going to have the same weapons that they had in the 2020 election to rig the election. You know, the problem is that when you say a normie perspective, see, a lot of normies and, and a lot of because this is how, you know, a society is wired is when someone is dragged through the news in the court system, whether they're indicted or uh, tr- when you hear the words trial and civil and criminal and court and attorney general and fraud, 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 most people aren't going to take the time to one to tell the difference between civil and criminal, there are people out there that literally on Twitter and other av- other other platforms are saying, "Well, well, Donald Trump is gonna is gonna get convicted and 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 go to jail in Letitia James's trial. It's a civil trial. Yeah. There's no criminal element to it. There's no jail. They want two hundred and fifty million dollars or more. They want to dissolve his businesses in the hopes that he can't pay the judgment and they can just go in." and take properties. I mean, that's what they ultimately want. They just want to collapse him. But unfortunately, society and normal people, James, are like, well, this is really bad. Oh, and on top of that, he's indicted. He's such a bad man. Now, most, a lot of people are seeing through it. More and more people every day are seeing through it. You know, unfortunately, you still have the boomers that are glued to their TV, just like, oh, you know, it's Donald Trump is bad and we can't move forward as a country with him and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's just, it's stupid. I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now, uh, there was, I forget the billionaire who was on, uh, on what interview he was doing. And I, I couldn't find the clip to play it for the show, but I was, I was looking for it all afternoon. Uh, this Indian billionaire dude came on and he's like, yo, I'm super, super fucking liberal. I voted for Hillary. I voted for Joe Biden. And he's like, honestly, after a lot of thought and looking at what's going on, uh, you know, I think the Trump derangement syndrome hurt this country more than anything because if you look at the policies and the things that this guy did um the the uh country was in a way better spot than it is right now and the only reason that we're not in the situation that we are under donald trump is because of trump derangement syndrome he's like we had peace in the middle east there was no new wars the economy was booming you know things were great but because people were so blinded by their hatred for this guy rather than the actions of what he did uh, we are now in a worse off situation. And Boomer Fox News said the same thing this morning. And now I'm moved, gravitated myself with somebody on the left. And now I'm moved, gravitated to center. And maybe now I'm leaning slightly to the right. He said, I just think we need to take a moment to acknowledge what 
appears to be an objective reality of the quality of things accomplished during the Trump administration. If you do not like the messenger, you still have to acknowledge the message. Mm -hmm. And the message was the southern border was secure. Uh, the economy was strong and you had accomplished the Abraham Accords, which was beginning to siphon off, you know, this block of people against Israel. In, in, in fact, set the predicate for Saudi Arabia to start moving towards Israel. You can't ignore those accomplishments. And, and they yeah. are monumental. And also monumental. Energy independence. Donald yep. Trump took us to energy independence. Um, $30 billion in revenue is what the Iranian um, regime has has made since our 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 Green New Deal um, president came into office in many ways. This this war that we're seeing um, in part brought to you by climate change um, zealots. Something <laughs> to pay attention to on the ground for our viewers. Developments in the north. If Hezbollah truly gets involved, it will be a signal of how much Iran wants to escalate this conflict. I myself as somebody else. And she, they're 100 percent right. We, the, the messenger cannot cloud the message. And I've been saying this forever not just with Donald Trump, but with, you know, any piece of information that is fact and is true, uh, the message shouldn't be clouded by who is speaking the message. And the right does it as well. Like there's so many people that I hate that I can't stand. And you'll see something really good. And you're like, all right, well, I can't stand them, though. So I'm just going to completely disregard what they just said. And the, the, the left has been doing this to Donald Trump forever. And people are starting to realize this. It's not just Fox. Like I said, this billionaire came out. Uh, and, and made a big statement in an interview about it. Uh, and, and people are seeing this. The, the closer that we get to this war, Alan, the closer that this this escalates, the more this escalates, I should say, um, I think the more people are realizing that uh, Donald Trump, we wouldn't be in this situation if Donald Trump was in office. Uh, and that's just, that's just, that's just fact. Like we not, not just Ukraine, but the middle East as well. Like we would not be here and people are coming to that conclusion. Uh, you know, I saw a, a big meatball Rob account, uh, tweet out who I've you know made fun of over and over and over again for some of the most ridiculous tweets in the world. And I'm not even going to give him any any uh, recognition by naming no, his no. name. But what I am going to say is he tweeted out the other day. He goes, I'm not going to lie. I went from a no never, never Trumper to saying if uh, to saying if Trump is the nominee, I'm going to vote for him strictly because I miss his foreign policy, strictly because right. I miss his foreign policy. That statement alone uh, is going to resonate with many, many, many Americans as this war escalates, as we get closer to World War III, as innocent lives start uh, to, to be taken. And we already are hearing rumors of a potential draft coming to the United States. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that rumor is uh, is always circulating in times like this. And, you know, right now, we, you know, when you say we're inching towards World War Three, I mean we're already in it. We have yeah, no question. We have more than four countries right now involved in war between Russia and Ukraine, plus Israel, Palestine. I mean, you could, you know, Lebanon, Syria. You know, that that are are whether they're involved today or they're going to be tomorrow or the next day, they're going to be. Plus, we have yeah, we have we have two thousand uh, Marines that are are ready for um, for deployment mm -hmm. under the guise of so far humanitarian efforts and things like that. Not as far not not as far as uh, infantry or anything. We're set. We have our largest 
aircraft carrier there in the Mediterranean. We have our second one on the way as a deterrent to Iran. Iran's making threats to us. Iran is making threats to Israel. And we have a president sitting here saying, well, we don't have any direct evidence for this specific conflict that Iran is funding it. When we know that's bullshit, we know that the Taliban has given or sold weapons to Hamas. We know all of that's going on. No matter where everybody lies Mm -hmm. with how they feel about what's going on, it's we don't we can't afford this. Whether we want to be proud Americans and say we can afford anything with the money that we're giving to Ukraine. Right, with the money that we're giving to Ukraine, plus he wants to ask for another hundred billion dollars one-time payment to Ukraine. Uh, I thought it was ten billion. Schumer on ten million aid to Israel. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's actually. So I believe, I believe it's that's wrong because I I I thought in multiple. This is places, from Bloomberg. Yeah, I, th- I thought multiple places it was a hundred billion. Whatever it is, one billion is too much. Yeah. He wants a he wants a one-time one and done payment to Ukraine. And a one time on on top of all the money that we've already given him. Yeah. On top of the money we've given one and done, he wants to do, which I'm hoping that Congress does the right thing and shoots that down once they get their act together. But we, we don't need this. We don't want this. This isn't, I would imagine if you, if you ask most, most Americans, if they feel that we should be boots on the ground involved in this war, what they're doing is they're, they're, listen, they're setting up for the next never ending war until hopefully the next president, Donald Trump will be able to come in and just end it. And it's crazy because when you had all this peace in the middle East and all of this normalization and peace treaties and accords, and then in, in two short years, less than two years on day one, they just dismantled everything out of out of spite because Donald Trump was able to achieve this. And there's just there's so many moving parts. There's there's so many moving parts. And the bottom line is we should not be part of it. And we're going to be part of it. We're going to be heavily in, involved in it. And nobody's really just paying attention to what's going on here. No, no one. There's so many things that everybody has forgotten about, all the Hunter Biden stuff. Uh, you know, uh, everything that's going on uh, with Joe Biden and his family. And uh, I want to get into that in a little bit. Um, but before before we get, I, I, I do want to talk a, a little bit about what's going on in Israel and Palestine lightly. I don't want to just gloss over what happened today with the uh, the bombing. But before we get into that, I want to play a clip from Tom Fitton about uh, Donald Trump's gag order that he got this morning in the civil case. Um and Donald Trump retruthed it. So I don't know if you mean you mean the gag order in the DC criminal yeah, and, case. Yes, yes. Yeah. Trump has no right to complain about these abuses, complain about this prosecution, complain about the likelihood of a jury being biased here in the District of Columbia, complain about Joe Biden, complain about the judge, and defend himself in the middle of a campaign from a prosecution brought by the administration of his opponent. It's completely ass backwards, Alan, Uh, the entire justice system, everything about this entire situation. uh, It it stinks to high heaven. So so with this this partial gag order that uh, happened today with this, this, Obama appointed America hating judge. Um, 
this is now which he just appealed they they already sent the appeal the trump team already sent the appeal today it's out there it's it's we'll see what happens you know no high hopes there but they are trampling on his first amendment right they are conducting uh complicit with election interference but you know this this also should be a test it should be a test for those people now that donald trump right now cannot speak out against jack smith or the judge or or any of the prosecutors or anyone else that they have listed Mm -hmm. it's now i want to see who of importance whether it might be elected republicans who have you know since donald trump is able to defend himself He's doing that, and now since he can't, to see if they come out and start uh, voicing their opinion on what's going on. Not to mention also, they can gag Donald Trump all they want, but Donald Trump has a lot of surrogates around him. And not only that, he has MAGA and We the People, because whether whether it's on social media, whether it's wherever it is that you can get a platform, okay, Wherever it is, everyone should be speaking out against the corrupt Jack Smith, this uh, this uh, judge, uh, Letitia James in the other case, all across the board. And it should never stop where the American people who truly care and know that Donald Trump is here to just because he loves America and, and, and is well, completely innocent, need to keep voicing that everywhere they turn. That's what I'm curious, because that was retweeted by Donnie. Uh, I wonder if that goes against the gag, like what the rules are of the gag order. Can he retruth what other people are saying about the case? I I don't know, and that that's another thing. Listen, not not an attorney, and I would like see. Here's what I would like to see happen. I'd like to see at this point, especially with the comment he made in Iowa, where he said he's willing to go to jail to do what he can to save America which would not happen. And the, also the judge did not specify what the um, consequences would be if he, uh, or at least it's not in the press, it seems anywhere, what the consequences would be if he violated such an order where he should call them out and violate them all and then say, come and get me because panic will ensue among these people because they won't know how to handle it. No, They're all staring at each other, not knowing what to do. Even if how many times they've asked themselves, how do we jail a former president? How do we jail Donald J. Trump if we wanted to? How do we go about doing that? They don't know. There's no plan. And they just. No, they're, 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 they're literally throwing things at the wall, hoping it sticks. That's all they're doing right now. They're, they're laying and praying. They're just trying to hope that something slips through the crack and they're able to get him. And Donald Trump made a statement, that I, I believe, this weekend. Uh, I'm not sure where he was. Uh, but this he statement, was in Iowa twice. I think um, it might have been in Iowa. Yeah. But this, this statement was very uh, it, it made a huge impact on me at being a big Trump supporter uh, hearing him actually say this uh, you know I never doubted that he would if it, if it came down to that uh, but this statement right here hold on yeah he was, hey. this was Iowa 
But what they don't understand is that I am willing to go to jail if that's what it takes for our country to win and become a democracy again. And that's what I mean. He said that. So, you know, call them out on it and just whatever they're telling you you can't do, if you think it's violating your First Amendment, I would do it. And, and yeah. I, I would challenge them at every every point I would challenge them. What are they gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna come and get me. They're gonna what they're gonna charge me with obstruction, they're gonna charge me with something and make me pay a fine. Are they going to jail me? They're already the envelope needs to be pushed as far as possible. The envelope needs to be pushed over a cliff. I'm with you on that, Alan. I'm I'm hundred percent with you. Uh, I, I really think that Donald Trump needs to just say, fuck it, do a full send uh, and and put everything on the table. Uh, and I think he's doing that. The one, you know, I wish he said at the end and instead of a democracy, I said, I wish he said a republic. Well, but, you know, words, words, whatever. The, 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 the point still remains the same. Uh, the fact that he's willing to uh, go to jail to save this republic uh, if that's what it takes, he's willing to do it. I don't think it'll ever get to that point, but hearing him say that uh, should galvanize a lot of Americans uh, to say that this fight is far from over um, and we we have to stand by Donald Trump uh, and, and back him up any way we possibly can, whether that's making calls to our congressman that, that I know you've been doing all morning in the past three days. Um, you know, whether that's just sharing things on social media because Donald Trump can't share as much as he'd like, uh, you know, having conversations with your friends or family or like Ian Wen said, just having an American flag in front of your house or on your car, flying, just flying an American flag, like showing your patriotism, showing that you love this country because that not only does it support Donald Trump, but it, it, it supports uh, America first. Uh, and we're getting so far away from that, not just uh, with the left, but now with the conservatives with this new World War Three that is looming. Everybody is banging their war drums and wants to go to war. Lindsey Graham wants a carpet bomb Iran. I mean, you know, Lady G, he's running around. He wants to bomb Iran. I, the guy who helped create ISIS with John McCain and, and Marco Rubio. Sure. You, you, you said something earlier, Alan, um, about people you know, not really noticing these things and things that are going on. And I saw a tweet earlier from Harrison H. Smith. I don't even know who he is, but it was a great, a great fucking tweet. Can we read the whole thing here? There we go. Being a conspiracy theorist is often nothing more than understanding that things don't just happen. Normalcy bias has people thinking that wars start, demographics change, and societal standards shift as part of a mass a vast and unknowable process of collective evolution to most people. The fact that half of all high schoolers identify as LGBT all of a sudden is as mysterious as dew appearing on the grass in the morning. They don't even question it because they don't even realize there is something to question. It just is. They, uh, they regard world events and societal changes like natural phenomena to them. Questioning such things is an exercise in futility and it's their role to change their own habits and thoughts to fit the inexplicable new circumstances. When it starts to rain, you open an umbrella. When the sun comes out, you put on sunglasses. And when sex toys start showing up at the shelves at Walgreens, you shrug and just avoid the aisle when you're with your kids. When your awareness shifts from this happened to they made this happen, you are 
way uh, you're on your way to being a real human human being not just the subject of someone else's design once you understand that these changes are the result of human uh contrivance i think so that's how you say it i'm retarded you transform your passive subject of circumstance to an active participant you suddenly have a choice to engage or not to mold yourself to fit the will of others or to assert your own authority you may choose either but without awareness you have no choice uh, and I think that really hits home the fact that there are so many people that are just completely unaware of what's going on, and they ch- it's it's choice. It's a choice. I, uh, people, unless things happening in everyday world are affecting them uh, specifically and directly, they they don't care. They don't want to care, and they just want to put their head in the sand and duck and weave and live live their life. You know, whether it's signal with, with what they're told to virtue signal. Yeah, and even even there are so many people that just want to ignore all that too. Um, yeah, oh for sure, for sure. Um, it's unless people are heavily engaged and they want to be engaged at some level, people aren't going to pay attention. I, I I'll tell you, James, you'd be surprised how many people are not paying attention of anything that's happened in the Middle East. Not that. Listen, I I don't care if people don't pay attention to it but i'd would like think, to not pay attention <laughs> you, you would think something of this large scale of, of what's happening and our involvement in it uh that especially what's happening what's happening here with the various protests and and the uh, the mainstream media and the propaganda on every level that people should be uh, paying attention to, to to some degree no question no question. Shout out to Observe and Learn and Jay Raylan in the pill chat and the Foxhole chat for the cookies. Appreciate you guys. And I, I got to hit that audio button again. I love that Justin little gift. That's pretty dope. That's fucking sick. I never seen that before. Um, shout out RIP to my man Justin. Hit the thumbs up wherever you're watching too. If, and uh, do me a favor on the Rumble channels. Not only if you're in the live chat, but whatever Rumble channel you're on, drop some comments in the comments because in, in the comment section with where they, they live forever. Because what I've noticed the last few, actually the, the last week, is that the more you're commenting as well, the more that the videos are getting recommended in the Rumble algorithm. So hitting the thumbs up is great. The live chat is great. But throw something in the comments, whether it's a point you want to make, whether you want to, you know, do I don't care if it's middle finger emojis. Tell Alan to get fucked. You There's a couple people fucked, in the but, chat right now telling you to get fucked. Yeah, right? but in, in the actual Sheldon. comment section, you should throw a comment in there, whatever it is. If you want people to, if you're, you know, a regular and you want people to follow you on Twitter or something, throw your Twitter handles in there, where you're from. Tell everybody, James, you know, tell James that his, uh, his beard is just red and ugly. And that his lighting sucks because nobody can ever see him. But that's probably a good thing. And well, uh, you don't like yeah. my red, white, and blue lighting? It's fucking cool. It looks actually it looks pink and purple. Like I, I'm just uh, where's it's the rest of the pride blue, flag? White, red. Uh, well, I, I don't know. Everybody, does it look red and blue to you, or does it look pink and purple? Tell us. Tell us in wherever chat you're in, because to me it looks pink and purple. Which listen, I, I'm, it is what it is. It's, it's very fashionable. But I'm not seeing red, white, and blue. That's just me. Maybe I'm colorblind. With my, bla- with my black flag, um, you piece, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> the camera is not good, Buck Fight, and it's it has it's not the camera. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's the CIA. It's the it's, FBI. It's gotta be. It's gotta be the CIA. These fucking it's, guys. It's it's it's. Hey, I see, it's not pink and purple. It's fucking. Oh, see, red I, uh, 
I'm about to I'm about to bring them up to the camera and oh, show you the shit, fucking light. It's all blue. pink and purple. The James, we Houston, we have a problem. You might have to get better lights because it's pink and purple. It's maybe I got to put it closer to the wall. Maybe you just got to get red and blue lights instead of these faggot pink and purple. I'm about lights. to pull down my whole setup and show you. Maybe <laughs> you should replace that black flag with a rainbow flag. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> It's a good idea, Alan. Oh my God! Good. Uh, speak, speaking of speaking of rainbow flags, I, I I saw my man Don Jr. get asked a question about uh, being the gayest president in the world, and it's it's hysterical. <laughs> the gayest gay. president. He would be the gayest president ever, or something. <laughs> Who said? No, no, no. I think that that spot's already been taken. Wink. <laughs> Just ask Michael. Ask Michael. <laughs> I fucking love it. Just ask Michael. Big Mike. Big Mike. I love it. God. <sighs> but Alan, I it's it's crazy what's going on in Donald Trump, but he is not phased one bit. And I'll tell you right now, this guy is a fucking shad. Uh, Dan Scavino posted what's going on in Trump Force One. Uh, and this is what they like to do. They watch videos. Jamming out to November rain and slash shredding the guitar. In Trump Force One. What a based fucking. It got an unfair. Completely. I know you're. I know you're all putting your Twitter handles in the chat. That's great, but also comment on the video. Comment also, like put an put a hard comment that stays there forever because the live chat goes away after the show, but comments stay forever. So, yeah, the comment live- on the video as well. There's a couple times where I've wanted to go back to the chat and just laugh at some of the things you guys say. So- I wish there was a way to pull up the chats like forever that they were there. But, yeah. uh, but there isn't the chat. The chat goes away. So like, you know, if, if you got something cool, throw it in the comments. This way it's there forever. And uh, the co- again, the comments help for whatever reason. I've noticed the comments have uh, have helped hit, hit, hit the like and thumbs up button really helps us out. If you're watching on Alan's channel, go to mine. If you're watching on mine, go to Alan's. Uh, but today, Alan, there was a, a big breaking news story that happened in the Middle East, uh, which I think further. Puts us, puts us further and closer to World War III happening. Uh, a hospital was blown to smithereens in a couple hundred. In Gaza, right? In Gaza. It was a Gaza See, now, airport. I heard it was the hospital. I heard, and I, I had, I'll be honest with you. I have, and I said this on my morning show, I am not going to give blow by blows on like what's being blown up in Israel and Palestine because I don't care. But this specifically, um, suppose, and there was a video floating around. One oh, of, I have it. I have. I, I don't know if it's so. One of Trump's good friends had put it up, and this now the rumor is, and I don't know. This I heard this earlier this morning, and I have not looked into it. That this was a missile that was launched out of Gaza from the Palestinians from Hamas that that blew up their own hospital in Gaza. So there's there's reports of that, uh, but there's also tons of reports uh, that it was Israel. Israel has come out. Their IDF spokesperson says an Islamic jihad rocket barrage was carried out towards Israel, which passed through the city of the hospital. And when it was hit, it was due to the misfire. But that's coming yeah. coming from them, which 
I, I don't necessarily buy. Um, but here's all of the headlines. Uh, and uh, regardless, here we go. So here's the video. Yeah, it wasn't this video. I saw. So this hour, at least 500 Palestinians have reportedly been killed in a single Israeli airstrike on a Gaza hospital. Now, that's according to reports citing the Gaza Health Ministry. The Al-Ahli Arab Hospital in the north of the territory was reportedly hit. Media reports say the hospital is on fire. Local authorities have branded the attack a war crime. The Palestinian president has declared three days of mourning for the victims and has pulled out of the so-called Quartet Summit that was scheduled for Wednesday with U.S. President Joe Biden. Joey Bagadonis. The Israeli army has said it's launching an investigation into the reports of the hospital being hit. The attack is the deadliest Israeli airstrike in five years fought since 2008, according to the Palestinian civil defense. Several hospitals in Gaza City have become sheltered to hundreds of people hoping to escape bombardment after Israel ordered all residents of the city and surrounding areas to evacuate to the south. And right now, people are gathering in Ramallah in the west. So, regardless of who did what, um, this is a major, major, major event that has happened, uh, and it's going to bring us one step closer to U.S. involvement. It's Trump's uh, fault. Yep, it's all, it's all, it's all, all Donnie's fault. But here's the thing, Ellen. Uh, they, they uh, are saying that um, it was Hamas that sent these bombs. The, the the issue with that is most of their missiles are fucking homemade missiles. Like they're not they're not big monstrous missiles. Most of their missiles look like this. It was a really small image, so that's why it's a little pixelated. Yeah. That's what most of their missiles look like. Now, those missiles are not causing uh five hundred deaths. Uh, with one impact, with one missile. It's not. Um, now, to say that they, they had uh, other missiles is possible, 100%. 100%. Uh, but at the same... Possibly from the Taliban that we left in Afghanistan? I mean, I don't know. No no question. No question. And, and, and it, doesn't, it doesn't matter uh, who did it. it. It really doesn't to me. I really don't give a fuck. Uh, it's another thing that's going to get us involvement regardless of what story it's this the entire thing is a divide and conquer uh narrative in my opinion because this story specifically there's all already multiple conflicting reports and if you're if you're on team israel you're gonna be like oh palestine blew up their own hospital there's six savages if you're on team palestine like israel blew up this fucking hospital and it's going to constantly cause this further divide that's exactly what they want and they want us as americans to pick sides and they want us uh, it doesn't matter if you're liberal or republican they want you to pick a side and people are falling for it left and right and cue cue the um the mainstream media propagandists that they are Mm -hmm. that are going to make sure that that happens and fuel it uh obviously it's all it's all by design 
whether even if you wanted to say it's a false flag or even not a false flag, the the event happened. Forget about a false flag for a second. The event happened. Now it's a matter of who to blame so that we can garner more support for American involvement or just to divide Americans. And people are falling for it. And there are there are influential people falling for it that are concrete in their brains taking sides. Again, I don't care if you take a side. I don't care. All right. Uh, I America's side. What's that? I am taking the side of the hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I, and I, I, I just want to make sure that they're not going to blow up the goat petting zoo, especially the goats that wear the lipstick over there in in Gaza. I really hope that they don't uh, mass kill the uh, the goats, and uh, that maybe we can rescue them so they stop getting fucked on a daily basis. Anyway, uh, you know. <laughs> When it comes, and this is something I spoke about this morning, where you talk about America for a second and how we've had open borders and we have uh, numerous, I mean, we talk about tens of thousands, millions of people that have come over the board, over the border, but the tens of thousands of people that could be or probably are somewhat affiliated with an, an Islamic uh, radical terrorist group and I hate to uh, agree with the president of France, <laughs> uh, oh, Macron, Macron, Macron over there, but uh, I like the fact that he and, – and I love that they're calling it ruthless. Beta. He has decided that um, – he told his uh, one of his ministers to go through all the files of the people that came from radical Islamic nations and go through their files – and see if they're involved in any type of radical Islam activities here in France, whether it's protests or whatever, whatever it is, grab them and deport them all. Like, no no excuse. Get out. And Donald Trump just mentioned something like this in Iowa also about deporting them. And I, this is something because they're, they're running around America, settling in your neighborhoods. You don't know who they are. They're roaming freely. Are they terrorist cells? Some of them might be. You have Middle Easterns coming over, posing as Hispanics with the mannerisms and speaking the language flawlessly. They're grabbing Iranians and Syrians at the border who are on terror watch lists. And yep. this is – this is the big problem. I don't care about hospitals getting blown up. I really don't. Sorry that women and children are getting killed. It's not our problem to solve. This war, this conflict, this bullshit has been going on since all of us were, you know, swimming around time, our dude. father's testicles since our the beginning father, of time. Since before our fathers yeah. were uh, in, right. in their father's and, testicles. Like, that's it will, how be, it will be going on until after we're gone, unless, of course, uh, you know, Gaza completely gets leveled and there's nothing left, which it is what it is. And even, Alan, if Gaza gets completely leveled, it's still not going to end. I'm sorry. No. It's it's not. Like, I don't care what any anybody says. It's still not going to end. And, and, and you're 100% right. I'm not concerned with what's going on over there at all. And it's sad. Don't get me wrong. It's sad on both sides that innocent men, women, and children are dying needlessly because of these, these elite pieces of shit that want to just – feed their their military industrial complex they want to feed feed their wallets they want to feed their control uh that all these these innocent civilians who 
whether they're brainwashed and they're picking a side or, or, or whether they're just minding their own fucking business and don't want to be bothered like millions of Americans here. Um, they're now dying needlessly on both sides because of this nonsense. And Donald Trump spoke about it pretty recently. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's a chilling statement because uh, you, you mentioned it uh, a little earlier. Our border is wide the fuck open. It is mostly fighting age males that are coming across. You have Chris Ray going on TV uh, at Stanford University talking about how, uh, you know, we're naive to think that there's not going to be attacks coming up in America. And now we have 14 months till the 2024 election. And all of a sudden, all of these fucking terrorist cells are all over the nation shipped to these major cities on American tax dollars um, and yep. to, to sit here and say that's, that that's not going to happen here is, is silly. And here's what Donnie has to say about it. Raided Israel are pouring into our once beautiful USA through our totally open Southern border at record numbers. These are the same people, many of them that did a number in Israel, a sneak attack, same people we have pouring into our country by the thousands are they planning to attack within our country? Crooked Joe Biden and his boss, Barack Hussein Obama, did this to us. <laughs> let this happen. They may be planning something very, very bad. Don't forget, I'm not making this as a prediction, but there's a phrase out there. Trump was right about everything. We have to be very careful. I don't want to be right about this, but people are pouring in from the Middle East into our country, largely males, strong young males. What's going on over here? Are we going to be raided like Israel was raided? Are we going to be raided like Israel is raided? Now, uh, we've talked about, and he just mentioned Trump has been right about almost everything. And yeah, if, yeah. if he hasn't been right about it yet, it's just because it hasn't happened yet. It will. It's coming. Because uh, it's happened time and time again where Donald Trump says something and it happens uh, uh, at a later date. And the all of the pieces are in place for that to happen here in the United States right now. Like it's it, it, been, it, been in place. Yes. Right now. And if you're walking around in major cities, even in rural America, and you think that you're safe, like I'll tell you right now, dude, like I don't, I, I when I, when I you know, go shopping, I usually, you know, put a headphone in and just to listen to something I don't anymore. Because I'm like hyper vigilant and paying attention. I don't want to be distracted by anything uh, in the store because of what's going on. Um, it's it's something that uh, you know. Even Joe Rogan was talking about how uh, it keeps him up at night. He can't sleep. Which I mean, Joe Rogan's a beta who you know attempts to be an alpha by eating meat and you know uh, being a fucking yeah. spokesman for you. No, dude, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. That guy is a, a world class fighter. Uh, I don't give a fuck if he's a fighter. He's a pussy because he he shows it every every day on his podcast. Joe Rogan is a cunt. All right, I'm losing sleep over it. If you're gonna let yourself to live in fear as an American then you have a fucking problem. You have situational awareness. You realize the threat is there. And you fucking deal with it. Don't cower. Don't cry on national television. Don't get on your podcast and cry about losing sleep over it. I- no, but I mean, Alan, 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 seeing what happened in Israel, which they wanted us to see because they wanted to induce fear. 
The average American can't handle that. The average American uh, can't even handle, uh, you know, uh, the weather being rainy when it was supposed to be sunny, let alone uh, thinking about the fact that uh, savages might come over here and start ripping us out of our fucking doors. Um, the average American is anxious to, to no end. The average American is a beta. Let's be real. Uh, that's well, the well, a- average American. People like Joe Rogan with tremendous platforms who people look up to another, you know, false idol and fake prophet to people. It's, it's man, man up, man up. And just use your platform for good enough. Say, I, 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 I lose sleep at night. I lose sleep at night. Joe Rogan's never had a traumatic thing happen to him in his fucking life. Okay. And I don't know if people need that to think this way, but don't live in fear, people. Don't live in fear. Uh, so many things have happened I, to this I country. Agree, but that's just not a realistic statement, Alan. Unfortunately, huh? unfortunately, it's not. It's not and like, that, and that's and that's and that's the problem with that's the problem with Americans because there's a lot of real statements out there that people just like, well, you know, uh, it's 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 all bullshit. Man, the fuck up. Uh, unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen, Alan. They're probably going to put on their masks and do as they're told. Hundred percent. I'm hundred percent, and and I've I've seen it. I, I see it. They you know. Oh my God, there's a there's an out of the an, an out of control campfire in Canada, and the smoke's coming here. And you have your COVID masks. You should put them on. And then you and then you see droves of people putting on these fucking cloth masks that aren't helping you with smoke. It's wild. It's all the media has to do is spread a little bit of fear, and still. These fucking morons will turn around and say, okay, it's time to be scared again. It's time to be scared little Americans. I mean, it's, it's not really about being scared, Alan, though. Like, it's really not because at the end of the day, if, 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 if a nuclear war breaks out, which it's at this point in the game is not some crazy statement to make. It's not. It's a very real statement. It's here. If a nuclear war breaks out, there's nothing. We're fucked. We're all fucked. Exactly. There's nothing anyone's going to do. So if it hits here, it hits here. So what what are we all going to do? We're going to, we're going to run around panicking and living, living in fear because that might happen. I I might walk out of my house and get hit by a fucking bus. You're going to live in fear. If a nuke comes Oh, hopefully you're close enough to it where you won't feel it and you won't have to deal with your face getting melted off and it'll happen quick. I mean, let's think about this as real people. If it happens, it happens. You ain't controlling it. You're not controlling it. So what's the option? I'm going to lose sleep over it. I'm going to live in fear. I'm going to stress myself out. I'm going to be able to, 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 I'm going to put everyone around me in fear. If you're running a household and you can't handle it and you're going to spread that anxiety on your family, on your children, is that what we want to do? We want to live in fear and allow them to win? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. No, but there there also is no – you can't just ignore it. You can't just ignore it. No one's Uh, talking about ignoring it. You know it's there. Don't live in fear about it. That's what I don't understand. These people, they want to live in fear. They want to be like, oh, maybe – I don't know. We we, we shouldn't go out of the house because – we, we might, there are people that are thinking this way. Oh, no question. No question they're thinking like this. The holidays are coming. 
everyone's going to be panicking or, or have some level of anxiety, you know, and then you're going to have the people that are just for the fuck of it because they love seeing people in fear. You'll have people calling in fake bomb threats all over the place, just like they did around 9-11. I can't tell you how many of them I went to. Anthrax scares. Like literally way after 9-11 and the months after it, um, when I was working in the city as a medic, we would always get called for we always we had the gas masks on our thighs and we'd always get called to the subways and everybody was like oh my god we don't want to go down into the subway and get anthrax and gas got to make sure you have your 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 uh, uh, gas mask and the, and and make sure the hammer teams are there that's what they call the uh, the 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 terrorism teams that showed up at every subway call like it's just that's what they want from the American people because if they get the fear they get the support for American involvement and then. We could say, oh, we could support our troops. They're over there, you know, fighting That's for exactly us. That's exactly what they want. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I just I just have a problem with these people with tremendous platforms with just sit, making these comments instilling fear in people because that doesn't help. That doesn't help. You want to know something, Joe Rogan? If you're losing sleep over it, great. Lose fucking sleep over it. You don't have to tell millions of people that, that I, I, look up that, to you and watch your podcast. That really wasn't his message. It was, you know, really like, how does this get resolved? Like, how do how do we fix this? Uh, because, uh, you know, that's a, a very valid question. Like, how do we stop it from happening? Because uh, if if I had any say in it, I would do anything I could to make this stop from happening. We don't 100%. want war. But the fact of the matter is, we're not stopping it because we have an evil regime ruling this country that hates the world that hates our country mostly and the people in it that they just want to control and they want to enrich themselves through the military industrial complex and every other special interest group. So no, the only way we're stopping it is getting rid of these fucking cucks that are running the show and replace, you know, replacing them. We have a few in there. We need a lot more who are saying, we don't want to go to war. I don't want to have to be, you know, uh, tied to the military industrial complex by filling up my campaign funds, you know, and, and it's, that's as, as American people and American voters, that's the only chance we have and getting the right people in office, especially Donald Trump next year in, in, in stopping any of this and getting some normalcy back. But. Oh, no uh, question. The, 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 the path we're going down is, is a dangerous one. And you, everyone should have some level of concern. I'd say more so of, of just, yeah, what's happening here? Uh, the economy's not getting any better. But nope. I, I implore people, don't live in fear. And don't allow your... Don't allow your family to live in fear. That's no way to fucking live. You'll regret it. You'll regret it. You'll regret living in fear. I agree. I absolutely, I absolutely 100% agree. I just wish uh, people would listen because uh, I doubt it. Uh, there are a lot of people, I mean, at least the people that are listening to our show, they're probably listening. Uh, but most Americans are, are terrified right now. Their anxiety is through the roof. They don't know what to do. Uh, and they're but, freaking out. And they, me, and they, they go ahead. This is by design. But meanwhile, you also have Americans with their head in the sand, which may, maybe is a blessing because they're not living in fear, that aren't paying attention to what's going on. I was I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, yesterday afternoon, and I was like, "Oh, so what do you what do you think of this whole uh, Israel Palestine thing?" And the guy goes, 
well, it's Israel's at war with Iran, right? And I'm like, no, and, and explaining it to him and like, well, what is happening? Goes, oh, I don't even go, I don't even watch any of that stuff. I can't even stand to hear about it. And, uh, you know, uh, just not knowing what's happening, how many people are, yeah, you're right. Ignorance is bliss. To a lot of people, ignor- ignorance is bliss. Maybe that is a blessing for certain people so they're not out there fear-mongering others like with the no, fucking Covidians. This, this is what they do. They 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 formulate these campaigns to make it seem like you're you're making the decision on your own to not care because you're watching sports, you're watching entertainment, you're watching all these things that are distractions because that's what they are. Uh, you know, there's a place for them. Absolutely. But when they overtake what's really important, they need to be eliminated. Uh, and they're and they're very, very good at it. I don't know what movie this is, Alan, or a show. Uh, but uh, what's his name is in it? Uh, I think I forget his name. Make lemonade. So this is what they do to society. It's uh, it's fucking wild. Life hands you lemons. Make lemonade. No. First, you roll out a multimedia campaign to convince people lemons are incredibly scarce, which only works if you stockpile lemons, control the supply, then a, a media blitz. Lemon is the only way to say I love you, the must-have accessory for engagements or anniversaries. Roses are out. Lemons are in billboards that say she won't have sex with you unless you've got lemons. You cut the beers in on it. Limited edition lemon bracelets, yellow diamonds called lemon drops. You get Apple to call their new operating system OS Lemon. Little accent over the O. You charge 40% more for organic lemons, 50% more for conflict-free lemons. You pack the capital with lemon lobbyists. You get a Kardashian to suck a lemon wedge in a leaked sex tape. Timothy Chalamet wears lemon shoes at Cannes. Get a hashtag campaign. Something isn't cool or tight or awesome. No, it's lemon. Did you see that movie? Did you go to that concert? It was effing lemon. Billie Eilish, OMG, hashtag lemon. You get Dr. Oz to recommend four lemons a day and a lemon suppository supplement to get rid of toxins because there's nothing scarier than toxins. Then you patent the seeds. You write a line of genetic code that makes lemons look just a little more like tits. (laughs) Gene patent for the tit lemon DNA sequence. You cross pollinate. You get those seeds circulating in the wild. And then you sue the farmers for copyright infringement when that genetic code shows up on their land. Sit back, rake in the millions, and then when you're done and you've sold your empire for a few billion dollars, then and only then you make some fucking lemonade. (laughs) That's exactly what they do it doesn't have to be just lemons it's any situation this war oh, i want lemons now yeah I, I do too i actually want some lemonade i have some newman's own lemonade in the fridge it's fucking delicious don't they make don't salad they make dressing uh, i think they do but it's, uh, i didn't know they made lemonade oh so i, I got stuck on the whole um make lemons, lemons look like tits part yeah <laughs> i knew you'd like that i knew you'd like that part so, <laughs> literally earlier um 
my daughter was, we kept talking about that movie, uh, that old movie Carrie, where she went to the prom and they poured pig blood, pig's blood on her and she killed everybody. Remember, remember that movie? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so earlier there, <laughs> earlier she decided she wanted to watch it. So we were watching it earlier before the show and there was a part. <laughs> I don't know if you if you remember if you've seen the movie, but there's a part where Carrie's mom, like she Carrie was in a prom dress and uh, she, she wasn't wearing a bra. And she goes, Oh, do you like the corsage? You know, what I so and so gave it to me. And she walked up to her and goes, Your dirty pillows are showing. <laughs> and I, I and I, I looked at my wife and I said, That's it. That's it. They are now forever dirty pillows. Unless you're at Nancy Pelosi level, then you can call them milkers. But I like it, dirty pillows. Your dirty pillows are showing. I don't like dirty pillows that much because they're fun. Yeah, but as far as the lemon thing, you got to hit the button again. As far as the lemon thing goes, that's exactly what they do. And again, it's mainstream media propaganda for anything. Yep. Anything. They they're the main source of it, and then you get it going on social media and your hashtags and your fucking Hollywood you get, idiots. You get the other companies, the beer companies. Sure. You get Apple involved. Everybody. You get all these companies involved, and you make it seem like it's the cool thing. And this is exactly how they program you. This is exactly how uh, they get you to believe that you're making the choice yourself. That you're you're consciously deciding that this is what I want to do, but in reality, it's full-blown brainwashing full Hello, covid vaccines hello look at all the millions of people that fell for that fucking bullshit hook line and sinker we're over here like fuck you you mean this releasing yeah. COVID virus 13 months before trump wins in the landslide starting a religious war uh, slash race war 13 months before trump wins in a landslide corporate needs you to find the difference between these two pictures they're exactly the same, same picture. The exact same fucking thing, Alan. And that's that, that's that's the way they do it, and that's the way they'll continue to do it, and they'll continue to do it until we have, you know, American tanks running over Muslim children in Gaza. You know that that's 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 what they want. That's what they yep. want, and. Oh, just, Alan, this has been planned for for a long time. Like they've been, they, there is a, a a deep agenda to bring us into a one world government to collapse the to collapse America. Once America was formed, it was a slap in the face uh, to these elites uh, that were running the British empires that were running the world at the time. Uh, we were the first and 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 really only country to achieve achieve true true freedom, even if it was a brief period of time. Um, we were able to escape this uh, elite bloodline that controls everything, everything. Sure. And uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of Albert Pike, Allen. Yeah. Uh, he was a 33rd degree Freemason. I've 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 heard um, I've heard information. Not something I followed, but I'm familiar with hearing about he, some shit he was involved in. He's written some books uh, mm -hmm. and some uh, letters. His most famous book that he's uh, uh, known for is Morals and Dogma is his uh, book that he's most famous for. But in that book, he, he, he writes this in that book. He says, a third, a third world war, uh, a third world war must be formed by taking advantage of the difference 
differences caused by their agentur of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and the leader of the Islamic world. The war must be conducted in such a way that the Islam, uh, the mausoleum Arabic, and the political Zionism, the state of Israel, mutually destroy each other in 1871. In 1871, a secret society predicted three world wars in a detailed letter. The first world war was to allow the society to overthrow the powers of the Tsars in Russia. The conflicts between the British and the Germanic empires were to be used to instigate this war. The second world war was to be instigated by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. The aim was to destroy Nazism and make political Zionism strong enough to establish a sovereign state of Israel and Palestine. The third world war would be between the political Zionists and Islam. The goal was for the war to be conducted in such a way that Islam and political Zionism would mutually destroy each other, while other nations would be forced into the conflict until they were fully exhausted. In the aftermath, a social cataclysm greater than anyone has ever known would occur. That social cataclysm is is uh, a one-world government, a one-world religion. Uh, good luck. They want to destroy everything. But I mean, good luck. I mean, they accomplished the first two world wars. I mean, this was written in these books in the 1870s. These families funded. Sure sides of the war they going back to napoleonic times mm-hmm. uh they've been funding these wars uh so when you're funding both sides and you're you're causing these wars to happen and you're creating these wars and manufacturing these wars because that's what's happening uh you know it's it's not a coincidence that the ukraine funding ends and all of a sudden we're going into this war it's not a coincidence that the largest inten- uh defense uh intelligence agency were took six hours to formulate a, a response uh, when it takes 45 minutes to get from the capital to Gaza uh, by helicopter. Uh, it, none of none of what we're being told about the situation makes any sense whatsoever. And then you hear these these uh, th- things from these this book that's written by a 33, 33rd degree Freemason, Albert Pike, uh, and was very accurate in depicting the First World War and the Second World War. Um, and you know that these bloodlines go back centuries um, nothing would surprise me with these people that this is completely uh, created strictly to to bring in their one world government. That's exactly what they want. Of course, they have the evil entities and the the globalists, the cabal that want that. Uh, but you know, like I said, good luck. They can want it all they want. It's worked pretty well so far, Alan. It really has. I mean, look at how much freedom has been taken away from us already. Look at what has happened to this country already. Look at the control that we've given up to these people already. Look at how much they are literally raw dogging us in the ass every single day as citizens. And whose fault is that? It's us. But again, again, not really. I don't think it is actually, Alan. You want to know why? Want to know why? Because why? trillions and trillions of dollars were spent on brainwashing, on psychological operations, and getting us to think and feel the way that we do. To have this Stockholm syndrome that we currently have, to not to have our heads buried in the sand. This is all by design. They don't want us educated. There's a reason why they took civics out of school. There's a reason why they don't teach us about true history and they leave things out because they want us stupid. They don't want us educated. They do not want children to be educated they do not want you to think too much that is why our country and our world has become so proliferated with entertainments mass media game shows television shows 
amusement parks, drugs, alcohol, and every kind of entertainment to keep the human mind entertained so that you don't get in the way of important people by doing too much thinking. You had better wake up and understand that there are people who are guiding your life and you don't even know it. And all American citizens, I think, have suspected something like this is going on. But we're all too busy trying to stay alive and live our lives. Well, you can do all of that and worry about surviving and living your life as well as waking up like we say it all the time we want people to wake up and you say it all the time james more and more people are waking up every day waking up and they're every seeing day. what's going on you got to hit the button again to get in the feedback every day people are waking up alan 100 percent, and that's strictly because of the uh Donald Trump, I think, forcing their hand, uh, you know, causing them to speed up their timeline because that four year gap, like Hillary Clinton was supposed to be president. They never thought Hillary was going to lose. They really thought she was going to be the president of the United States. They believed their own hype. So once Hillary got in, we would have never seen gas prices drop. We would never been energy independent. We probably would have started this war years ago. But because Donald Trump got in office, they're now four years behind and they're now jamming all of this down our throats in a short period of time. And, and they're doing it so quickly that people are like, wait a second. No, 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 no. This doesn't pass the smell test like this. This doesn't add up. Like, why are you doing all of this? And it's happening so quickly that people are just like, like some, some people are forgetting things that happen, but some people are catching on. Like they're, 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 they're in panic mode. They're in desperation mode. They're doing anything that they possibly can to try to stop this man from getting an office because they know if he gets an office, their 16 year plan of destroying America, getting us into this third world war and destroying, destroying freedom across the world is over. Like if Donald Trump wins, that entire plan is completely over. And you heard him in that first that first clip that we played. He's pissed the fuck off. Mm-hmm. He's going to come and drop the hammer on these tyrannical fucks. I truly believe this. I think these people are going to be held accountable and they're scared. We have a lot of work to do. No question. To ensure that that happens. And again, to, for anyone to just willy-nilly be asleep at the wheel in your life in general and to block everything out, you're doing yourself an injustice, you're doing your family an injustice, you're doing everyone around you in the country an injustice because if we're not going to be in this fight together and everybody's just going to worry about themselves of what might happen tomorrow, then we are never, ever, ever going to progress and win, ever. But we, no. it, just, it just won't happen. But the reason why I say these things is because I want people to realize their end goal. I want people to understand what they're trying to accomplish and and, and why they're doing a lot of the things that they're doing. Sure. Uh, and it'll, it'll help you understand uh, their motives and why. Like a lot of people are like, OK, but why? Like, why would they do this? For what reason would they try to accomplish this? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what's their end goal? Because they have no idea. They're like, they would never do do that to their citizens. Complete and total control. You are not a citizen. You are a subject to these people. You are a pansy to these people. You are nothing but a pawn in this giant game of global control and power. That's what they want. They have the money. They have the power. Now they want the complete control so they can do whatever they want and enrich themselves more. It's just that's what they want. So I haven't. I have an assignment for the class and uh, I haven't read it yet either. Uh, And I'm going to, I'm going to get myself a copy because I do want to read it. 
But Dr. John Coleman, who is a former CIA, high ranking in the CIA, he wrote a book called The Committee of 300. Have you ever heard of this, Alan? No. So there's a, a long interview, a long speech that he did. I just want to play the first like minute just so you get an idea of what the Committee of 300 is. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring you a message of hope, not fear. A message that I hope will galvanize us all into much needed action. The problem is quite simple. Anarchy and chaos prevails in Washington, D.C., because the federal government has seized powers to which it is not entitled to and is passing masses of laws that are 100% unconstitutional. And when you get men setting themselves up as greater than the Constitution of the United States, you get anarchy and eventually tyranny. It's taken me 25 years to come to the conclusion that I have come to. And I want to tell you that one of the biggest things I discovered in my work was the existence of a supranational committee composed of 300 men. I came across this quite by accident when I was serving in Africa in Angola, and I was given a series of documents which were only supposed to be handed in to top-level people. They were what we call uh, above the top level of classification of in intelligence documents. And there I discovered that whilst I thought I was in Africa fighting against the invasion of the communists, I was in fact fighting to introduce socialist regimes in the black African countries, and that I was actually working for a committee called the Committee of 300, also known in intelligence circles as the Olympians. In my book, The Committee of 300, which took 20 years of research, and incidentally, I was only a little bit behind with Karl Marx. He spent 30 years in the British Museum in London, where he got most of his things from. I point out that the British East India Company was the most powerful trading company in the world. They made their massive... So he goes into detail on how they carry out their trading. It's a an hour long speech, and I highly recommend you go, you guys go and check out this speech. I'll actually, no, I don't have the link. I just have a copy of it. Um, but he details that there, you know, I think it's a little more than three hundred people, but uh, three hundred extremely powerful, wealthy men that control everything. Well, actually, if you think about it, I hit the button again. That that was. That that seems to be a long time ago that that video was made, correct? Yes. yes. Now, yes. you say it's more than 300 people. I'm actually the opposite, or I think it's a lot less of very, very powerful people. And as they die off, they're not going to let anybody else or recruit anybody else to come in because most powerful people in circles like that, if, if, if in, uh, in fact it is that circle of power, they all compete against each other. They're on the same team, but they all compete against each other because they all want the ultimate power. It's the same as, say, take a crime boss or a very prominent. Yeah, the five uh, families in the mafia. The five families in the mafia. I'll even I'll even tell you. I'll go as far as I'll talk about Donald Trump, where he has people that he's that are around him that are um, the inner circle, is what they call it, 
where there are several of them. And I, I speak to some on a fairly regular basis. And there are some that are in that circle that most of the others don't trust because there is this sense of competition on who can get closest to Donald Trump, who can um, a- appeal to Donald Trump the most and who can dominate power mm-hmm. in the inner circle. And I, I've, I've witnessed it and it's wild. And then I take these supposed, these, these committee of 300 or whatever it is where we'll let them die off or, you know, make accidents happen where people just mysteriously die where you whittle that 300 down to a hundred people. And then eventually maybe 50 people are very, very powerful. Cause I believe back then those powerful people are more powerful today than they were then. And we probably know who some well, of them are by name if we've heard, but I, we, I just feel we like don't know be, all of them for sure. No, uh, no, no. I would just I would just feel that there would be less more powerful people than more powerful people than the three hundred. Uh I mean, with the ultimate power, but have the followers behind them. I, 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 so they've been able to hold this power for so long through bloodlines, through family. Uh, you know, if you look into House Windsor and the and the church or the the church, the the royal family, sure. you quickly find out that uh, they're not uh, Windsors; they're Rothschilds. Uh, they got into a war. The Rothschilds gave them money. They were like, "All right, we'll give you this money, but you have to let one of our sons marry the queen." And uh, now he's the king. And it went on from there. Uh, you know, this has been going on forever and there's so much inbreeding that goes on with these families that have been going on forever. Um, you know, their blood, they're, they're very strict on their bloodlines. Um, so I don't know if it would dwindle down, especially something that's been going on for so long. Like it has to be kept in, in, in you're right in a small circle. Like it can't be a very large circle, but it will have the best way to do that is through family. Um, you know, these kids are raised a certain way. Like you have to think these people have, you know, in some cases, trillions of dollars, um, and money is not an issue whatsoever. And, you know, imagine being raised that way and being taught a certain way. Uh, but I'm sure they're also not, not inner families, but I mean, you know, you have one prominent, powerful family that has that, that passes on legacy power. They're going to be in conflict all the time. And in competition with other families of equal power. Yeah. Yes. So, I, I I agree, but I, I'm not sure of that dynamic. Like the Pesors and the Roths. Like I think there's people above them. Uh, the Fibonacci family. Like there's so many. There's there's so many bloodlines. Thirteen of them, and uh, I think there might be even more above that. Personally, that we don't even know who the fuck they are. They're you know they're so rich that they they're able to completely be like the man behind the scenes and nobody knows who the fuck they are. Cause they have so sure. much fucking money. Sure. Um, I, I truly believe that there are people like that that are pulling strings. Um, but when you hear a story like that from a former CIA agent from, you know, people like Bill Cooper uh, who've talked about uh, you know, the elites controlling us uh, and you understand the agenda that they're trying to carry out right in front of us in real time, um, and you look at society and, and the majority of people and how they don't want this war, um, 
the only conclusion is that they're forcing it down our throats because they have no other options. Because normally, normally in normal times, they would figure out ways to make sure that we had 100% citizen support. Like in 9-11, everybody was all for the war. Like everybody was like, let's go. Let's fuck up these goat fuckers. We're going to destroy them. They're fucked. Like let's nuke them to high heaven. And it's funny because I I did not want to see a full-scale war break out, and I definitely didn't want to see – rebuilding or the attempted rebuilding of a nation, you know, Bush's big idea in Afghanistan. Oh, no question. No question. I, I, I I was just at, at first shot until I just started thinking about it. I just wanted the leadership taken out. That's really all I was looking for. Hoping for that quick, swift operation in and done. Like we're so good at, but of course that wasn't in the cards. Uh, and, and we knew that, and everybody was deceived. But I, I, I was one that and, you, you, were, you were one of the few, Alan. Ninety-nine yeah. percent of the nation was, you know, ready to go and just nuke these these goat fuckers. Everybody I, was behind it. I um, have friends that that I grew up with who joined the military, like so many others, because of the events of nine eleven. My, my former co- my former co-host Nick joined because joined the Marines because of nine eleven. A couple of people that I, I had worked with, and uh, I, I remember one of them telling them, "Dude, I, I remember talking him out of it, trying to talk him out of it, and he he did it, and he's still in the military to this day. He made a career out of it, and he's he does really well in the Marines. But I, uh, I was like, this isn't." This isn't something that that's going to end well. This is no. this is something that we're going to be involved with in a, in a long time, and it, we, it's we saw how it ended with Joey Bag of Donuts, <laughs> and we see we see the results of that bad ending today because yes, you know when you look and see the weapons that the, these these uh, Hamas goat fuckers are carrying. Their U.S. military issued weapons, you know, with the everything from the optics to, to to the accessories. Joe Biden told us exactly how it happened back in 2007. Have you heard this, Alan? About what our options are in ending this war. If tomorrow, oh yeah, oh, yeah. the order goes out from the president, I'm president of the United States. I issue an order, end the war today. Begin to withdraw all American troops. It will take a year to get the American troops out. Do you hear me now? That's definitely That's the same the truth. Guy, by the way. It will take a year to get them physically out. Now, if you leave all the equipment behind, you might be able to do it in seven months. And you leave those billions of dollars of weapons behind, I oh. promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. <laughs> you leave those billions of dollars what? of weapons behind, I promise they're going to be used against your grandchild and mine someday. Oh, oh. <laughs> Oh, you leave those behind, Joe. They're going to be used against your grandchild and mine. Hmm. We didn't need Joe Biden to tell us that. That should be something everybody knew and <laughs> a given. Is, and, is, is that not exactly what you did right. and exactly what we're dealing with currently right now as we speak, Alan? And think about it. You know, how the work that Donald Trump did to rebuild our military to – uh what it became under him and the uh, e- e- equipping it and, and arming it yep. for us to just, you know, leave. <laughs> well, not just that, I'm not just leaving $80 billion worth of equipment, Apache helicopters, M4s, mm-hmm. et cetera. Not, 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 not just all of that. Like there was, there is a, uh, I think there's more, it's bigger than that because 
Donald Trump, when he came into office, he famously said multiple occasions that Barack Obama left our military with nothing. Our yeah. our shelves were were bare. There was no ammunition, no equipment. We had nothing. And I restocked everything. He said, I got him everything. We got all these ammo. We got all this ammo, all this equipment, all this stuff that needed to be taken care of. Donald Trump got it done. Joey bag of donuts comes back in office. And then he's talking about negotiations with Ukraine and on national television tells the entire world that we cannot supply them with more ammo. Cause we're out of ammo. Right. Where did all of that ammo that Donald Trump supplied our military go in two years? Where did it just disappear to uh, in, the, in the middle of the desert? Yep. In the middle of the fucking desert. And, and I'll tell you right now, I'll tell you right now, again, it's on purpose it's by design they want us to lose this war there's a reason why they wanted to kick out all these military men and women who didn't get vaccinated because they didn't want strong strong independent free thinkers uh they wanted people that are going to follow orders that's all that we're left with in the military now people that are just going to bootlickers following orders that are there for the paycheck there for the the benefits there to get school done whatever it may be not true warriors um and they want us to lose. They're going out there with no ammo, no equipment, and they. It, 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 wow. We are not. I granted, we have, um, you know, our air force and our navy and, and and things that most nations don't have. But at the same time, you know, we fought the Viet Cong and they had nothing and they outlasted us. We fought Afghanistan and the Taliban already and they outlasted us with the equipment that we we had and when when our military was full and fully stocked. And we still couldn't finish the job. So when we're weak, what are they going to be able to do? And then not only on top of that, we're not just adding the Taliban and, and Hamas and Hezbollah. We're talking about possibly of Syria, Iran, Saudi Arabia, Russia, China, all these other major nations getting involved in this conflict. And we are no longer a strong military force because our, our president purposefully weakened us. They did it on purpose. You know, it, Going against those countries when we're at full strength is 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 one thing, but when we're weak, it, we're primed for the picking. And 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 these countries see us as weak. They see us as uh, no longer that strong United States nation that we once were. They see us as we're we're right for the picking. Well, thank God for the military industrial complex. And if you have defense stocks that are going through the roof, I mean, because they are, uh, you know. I'm sure there are many, many, many right now uh, in oper you know, operation military contracts for ammunition and, and, and weapon production, which, you know, we know is happening and will continue to happen. And of course, it is just a, a cycle. Deplete the ammo, deplete the equipment, let the military industrial complex make billions and trillions and trillions of dollars because they're just going to give it back to, you know, establishment politicians for yep. their campaigns. And it's a vicious cycle. And who cares about the collateral damage? That's what they well, say. They don't give a fuck. They do not care at all. But we need more people like this guy, this fucking base parent. Because I'll tell you right now, if if a draft comes, if it send does. Send in the trans force. Send in the trans force. The, we got the, the transformers, the X-Men coming in. You know, we got, no, the, 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 the transgester force. No, we'll, that's what you, you've yeah. never heard. You've never heard trans people being called transformers or yes, X-Men. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. the X-Men flying on the X-Wing. They're coming in to save the day. Yeah. I like calling them transgesters because that's what Joe Biden uh, referred them as. But this father says what, at least what I'm thinking. And I hope everybody else is thinking. 
Let me get this right. You want to pass a law to draft my daughter to send to another one of your foreign fucking wars for something you created so your arms manufacturers can make more money for your banker friends. Did I get that fucking solid right or not? Now, wrong, Elephant Breath. My daughter will not be joining the military any way, shape, or form unless it's to fight this fucking war that this government has started against its people. See how simple that is? The very fact that you don't understand the societal fucking rules about women and children, let me school you a little bit. Now, the fact of the matter is you can't make your fucking recruitment numbers because your recruiters told so many lies like, oh, yes, you get the condo on the beach when you join up. Oh, you get to start here, but we're going to switch you to what you really want later and the biggest boner up the ass the va will take care of you if you got hurt hey the reason you can't meet the recruitment goals is because these young men have already voted with their fucking feet they're not going to fucking fight and the fact that you think you're going to get the women to fight let me put it to you this way it was one thing when you oppressed us with unbelievable fucking taxes one thing because we were living in nice homes and still eating pretty good it's another thing when you spied on us to the degree that you did and made us realize that we don't have any freedom it's another thing when you not only wrecked the fucking economy but you fucking did it in such a way where you spent so much fucking money that went to special interest groups that the people never had a chance to benefit from it and now when you have people that are homeless eating canned goods out of the back of their fucking car, you know what? They may do that for themselves, but they're not. their kids are not going to go through that. Motherfucker, you're going to find out what people will do for their fucking children. You protect women and children because it's a societal norm. It has nothing to do with being sexist or unequal in any way. The fact is... You should always protect people that are weak of themselves and always stand up for the right fucking thing. And the right fucking thing here is if my daughter is going to be in a war, she's not going to have to go to a fucking foreign country to fight it. Fuck your taxes. Fuck your withholding. Fuck your FEMA. Fuck your IRS. Fuck you. Fuck your corrupt Congress. Fuck your corrupt <laughs> presidents. Fuck your entire election process. You know, I could go on forever, but let's face it. The world's not going to live that long before a fucking meteor solves a problem for us. So Fuck you. And if anybody doesn't like what I'm saying, you know what you can do. If you do like what I'm saying, give me a hell yeah in the comments, because our women aren't going to fight a fucking yes. war for some corrupt fucking government. Our sons aren't either. Our sons shouldn't be drafted either. Uh, and if there is a draft, there should be a, a massive fucking stand down. Uh, no one should send their kids. Nobody should 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 volunteer. We should just say, fuck it. But there won't be, and and because again, the way society is programmed, and the way the war propaganda and the mainstream media is, you will they will have plenty, plenty, for the picking that are willing to do it, and you know in the uh, just like just like nine eleven, same thing, and yeah, send illegals, yeah, send all the illegal aliens there. A hundred percent. Speaking of illegal aliens, this is the last thing I want to I want to touch on on this war. I did want to talk a little bit about Netanyahu and you know his former statements about bombing Palestine and use it and and literally using the U.S. because they're they're idiots to to carry it out um, back in two thousand and two. But uh, I, I'll save that for another day. Um, but our border, like we said earlier, is is wide open. Fighting age males are coming through the border left and right. For the past almost for the past three years. Yeah, left and right. Nonstop. They're being shipped all over the country. And, and meanwhile, meanwhile, there's a full-blown war breaking out in Israel and Palestine right now. And the king of Jordan is out here telling them all 
to get fucked. To part of the question on the issues of refugees coming to Jordan, and I think I can quite strongly speak on behalf not only of um, 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 Jordan as a nation, but of uh, our friends in Egypt, that is a red line, uh, because I think that is the plan by certain of the usual suspects to try and create de facto issues on the ground. No refugees in Jordan, no refugees in Egypt. No refugees. And there should be no refugees in the United States, and you have progressive democrats that are already calling for the the um, america has an obligation to bring you mean the foreign operatives that are in our congress yeah whatever you want to call them bring in palestinian refugees just like we did in afghanistan they want them in there are two republicans uh, i forget the names off the top of my head that are trying they uh putting up a part the it's called the gaza act which i mean it's not going to go anywhere anyway but one bar you got to hit the button again they want to bar um, refugees from coming to this country, which we should. We we should not be taking less than zero refugees. We should be taking less than zero. Okay, that means fucking nobody. Nobody should be, should be coming. We here. should be sending any refugees that somehow got into the country back to where they fucking came from. Yeah, that's that's exactly what needs to happen. That's what America First is all about. We need. Listen, imagine. <laughs> If 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 Joe Joe Biden and his fucking handlers really wanted some sort of positive political optics right now, they would turn around and say, "Listen, we were wrong with this whole border thing. We were wrong, and we now I urge every governor to deploy their national guard. Here are the lists, and go and apprehend every military age single male. Apprehend them along with the United States military." and put them all on C-130s back to the countries they came from and start that now. And maybe actually people would say, well, you know, he acknowledged he was wrong and he fucked things up and now he's trying to do something about it. We know this will never happen. We know this will never, ever happen. And the Democrats, and I'm I'm sure at some point Joe Biden will, you'll hear it out of his mouth, or that twat vice president will say, we should accept refugees that are trying to flee war-stricken Gaza into the United States because that's what this country is built on. And for that, I say, go fuck yourself. Fuck you. No, and that's what our government wants. That's what our government wants. Uh, you know, it's 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 not no surprising, not surprising whatsoever. Uh, it's really unfortunate. Um, you know, and again, like I said earlier, this is this is all 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 being planned. WikiLeaks dropped this. Israeli Defense Intelligence Chief Amos yelled in in 2007, Israel would be happy if Hamas took over Gaza because IDF could then deal with Gaza as a hostile state, going to downplay the significance of Iran and Gaza as long as they don't have a port. And here is the actual document. Uh, This is something that they've been planning and wanted to happen for a very, very long time. Uh, And it's finally here and they're pushing full force for it and expect it to to, to come to your neighborhood's Soon. Uh, but the last three things I want to close it out on, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, House Speaker. I want to talk a little bit about RFK and uh, him being a fucking clown uh, to follow up on what we spoke on last week. And I do want to touch on Maui real quick because uh, The Rock came out and made an apology and it's quite hysterical. Oh, God, please. It's, it's a bag of shit. It's quite hysterical. Uh, so RFK, this guy... 
heroin addict is a heroin addict and he has come out and said himself that he knows by leaving the Democrat party and becoming an independent, the only person he is hurting is Donald Trump. Yeah. He said it. He said it numerous times. He said it himself. Yep. Okay. That's the only person he's hurting. And it's just a coincidence, Alan, a coincidence that as soon as he leaves the Democrat Party and he's no longer a threat to Joey Bag of Donuts and whatever they're doing with the Democratic Party, whether it's Big Mike, Gavin Newsom, or whoever the change batter may be, uh, they were attacking RFK relentlessly, nonstop. They weren't giving him any good press whatsoever. Now he's running as an independent. Oh, tables have turned. Exactly. The media, The media out here is, you know, giving him some favorable comments and and trying to make him look good and, uh, make like the the shining the shining example of not a polarizing polarizing choice in Trump or the Democratic Party, which is only going to be taking votes from Republicans. And I saw this meme earlier, and I was going to save it for memes of the week, but it's just too good to save. I, and I also don't know who made it, so I didn't want to send it to you for memes of the week. But it's so dead on accurate with RFK trade offer. I received drilling ban, fracking ban, nuclear ban, green subsidies, gun control, abortions, high taxes, high spending, single payer funding for the World Health Organization, increased visas, military cuts, amnesty and birthright citizenship. And you get feeling vindicated about vaccines. And these are things I've been saying. It's a fair trade. No, we've we've highlighted them. Oh, this is actually a ramble rants meme. Didn't even notice that. There's his. uh, Oh, there you go. So there's, there's his fucking uh, watermark. I, I just have to, I just have to reiterate to people because I, I still get pushback on this. RFK is a threat to Donald Trump's campaign, not in the fact, and please hear me, people, not in the fact that RFK has a pathway to the presidency. He oh. does not. Oh. And stop with the, but Trump supporters won't vote for RFK. Again, that's not what I'm talking about, and that's not the point. Put your thinking caps on. He is a third choice. He's an independent, and he will appeal to the independents, some, not all, but enough where it's concerning because Donald Trump needs independents. Donald Trump needs moderate Republicans, moderate Republicans who are never Trumpers who dislike Donald Trump that don't want to vote Democrat now have a third choice, which again, no matter what the polling says, no matter what you feel in your heart, no matter what you're seeing out there, don't be complacent in saying, well, Donald Trump has a clear path to win the presidency in a landslide when we know all the fuckery that happened in 2020. We know now that we're going to have this independent moron as a third choice for people that just cannot bring it to themselves because they can't vote for Donald Trump, that they'll vote for this guy and they will literally they will they will they will split the vote and make it easier for the Democrats to win. And anyone that says RFK would be a good VP to Donald Trump. I'm sorry, but you're wrong, and I disagree. Don, Don RF- Jr. agrees with you. RFK for VP. Go ahead, go ahead. RFK is a progressive Democrat, okay? Always has been. The only reason 
people who maybe like Trump and are saying VP is because RFK wrote a good book denouncing Dr. Fauci and spoke bad about COVID vaccines when the guy has been pro-vaccines his entire life and career. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing. No question. He's a he's he's a big time distraction. He's there to divide. So enough with the RFK. What everyone should be focusing on is destroying his fucking campaign and wiping it off the fucking face of the planet. No question. And RFK, uh, Don Jr. agrees with you. Did someone just say RFK for VP? (laughs) Guys, again, do me a favor. Like, don't look at, like, social media where you seem like you have, like, conservative bots, like, pushing him. Like, look prior to six months ago at his record on all the things that we as conservatives believe on. Like, if you think the border is a problem, he's not your guy. If you think, like, the Second Amendment should be preserved, he's not your guy. Uh, He's talking about, you know, fuck farmers because he's one of the, you know, environmentalists. Like, you know, it's not for me that, you know, I like our farmers. I think it's kind of important that we produce food. Uh, You know, that's, you know, so I get it. He's, He's good on one issue for... Our base, you know, I get that. It, it's I, I think there's more than one issue for our economy, unfortunately. You know, more than one issue on our border. Like there's there's so many things that uh, this guy is falling short, or the complete opposite of what we want. And he's hiding behind his vaccine stance and his book to make it seem like he's one of us, and he is not part of Utah, Utah, retard nation. What what amazes me though is the amount of supposed Trump supporters that fell, you gotta hit the button again, that fell for the bullshit because he wrote a fucking book against Dr. Evil exposing him. Great, great book. Go read it. Go buy it. I don't give a fuck. I didn't buy it because I'm not supporting RFK monetarily. I'm sorry. I and I he talked bad about COVID vaccines. All right, great. We can agree with him there. That doesn't make him vice president material. And it doesn't make him a fucking conservative when all you have to do is take 20 minutes out of your big, busy lifestyle people and start Googling RFK and where he stands on everything, where he's always stood jail climate deniers, you know, the climate deniers that don't exist because the climate change doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, take your guns. The NRA is a terrorist organization. No, I really didn't mean that. Uh, oh, give yeah. me just just the, the the Green New Deal, endorsing the Clintons, lo- loving Hillary, voting for Obama, all of those things. He's somebody we want nowhere near the conservative movement, especially the MAGA movement. Nowhere near. Nowhere fucking near. I want nothing to do with this guy whatsoever. Um, he, like, like Alan said, is a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. 100%. Um, so I have this article here, Alan, because we're all so focused on this war. We're also focused on uh, Donald Trump and his indictments and 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 what's going on. Uh, but the New York Times put out this article: where the money went, the Bidens and the Biden associates who received the Chinese cash. And here is a list: James Gilliard received one million dollars. Uh, he was former British. Special Forces ties to the UK intelligence service and was business partners with Hunter Biden. His company, European Energy and Infrastructure Group in Abu Dhabi, was wired his share of the funds by Walker the day after the initial $3 million payment was made to State Energy HK Limited. 
they reported the post reported on October 20 that uh, Hunter Biden's infamous laptop included a May 2017 email from Gilliard proposing proposing that the big guy get 10% of the CEFC deal. The big guy is allegedly Joey Bag of Donuts. Huh. Allegedly. John John Rob Walker, the Biden family associate, Rob, Robinson Walker LLC bank accountant, appears to have kept what was left of the $3 million Chinese wire transfer after nearly identical sums of $1,065,000 uh, were dis- distributed to, by Walker to Gilear and the members of the Biden family, respectively. Walker is a former Clinton administration official whose wife, Betsy Macy Walker, was the assistant second lady to Jill Biden during Joe Biden's vice presidency. Hunter Biden, obviously, we don't need to rehash him. James Biden, he got some of that money. There's old Hunter. Haley Biden got some of that money. They all um, got a piece. They, they all covered for the big guy. A hundred percent. But we're focused on Donald Trump. We're fo- focused on this war. We're focused on all these things that uh, don't fucking matter uh, in, in our country, at least. Um, you know, Donald okay. Trump only ma- Donald Trump only matters because we need to defend him and stop, stop you know, protect him from this tyranny. Uh, that's the only reason why it matters. But other than that, unfortunately, which really sucks because we are going to get involved in this war, heavily involved, heavily, which is, heavily, which which is going to cause all sorts of fucking problems for us oh, yeah, here and, and, and abroad. I will say this, though. When this does happen. You know how the country basically turned against, I guess, in a sense, the military in the Vietnam era? Yeah. I don't want to see that happen with this. And I, and I want people to remember that, you know, the military is there. And when they are deployed there and have to start, you know, operations... Don't take it out on the men and women that are serving in the military on the ground, right? You you have to make sure that you're taking it out on the people that represent you. I say that in air quotes, represent you and the government, not not the military. I was thinking about this yesterday, actually, Um, last night, late last night. Like, I just I just don't want to see people. Uh, turning against our military in, in, in this situation. So it's, it's just, just something I thought about, and, and it's unfortunate that our government is going to propel us. I, I hope that they take that anger and put it, put it towards our government, put it towards yes. the people that are making these decisions, not the men and women that sacrificed uh, a, a fuck ton and put their lives in the line uh, to protect our freedoms. And this is why I never joined the military, uh, was because I never believed in the wars that we were fighting. I never uh, felt comfortable going to fight these wars for our government because uh, that's what they are for our, our overlords, I should sh- should say. Um, I never felt comfortable doing it, so I never did join the military. And I, I, I think if we weren't in these wars and I wasn't so down the rabbit hole and understanding what's going on, I probably would have joined the military and I probably would have uh, followed in our good friend Dick Punch's paths and try to go special forces because I'm a go big or go home kind of guy. I'm just, uh, I'm just tired of of being the world police. No question, Alan. No fucking question. You know, and it just 
when, when, when you think we're on a good path, which we were, where we had no wars and our military was strong and not involved in a lot economy of economy was great energy independent. Why nobody in this, why, why there would be people in this country that aren't supportive of that? I don't know. And it really just comes down to the propaganda that spread to them about the man who brought it to this country, who came in off the street and said, yeah, I'm going to run for president. I've never held elected office before. I'm a fucking businessman. And the things he was able to accomplish, historic accomplishments, especially in the Middle East alone, when you had literal peace treaties and normalization, normal relationships. Abram Accords. Oh, yeah, the, the Abram Accords, which still, thank God for the Abraham Accords because there are people literally that were stuck in Israel that were tweeting about getting, if it wasn't for the Abraham Accords, they would not have been able to get back the way they did. Because the it's, countries were recognizing them, and it's uh, it, it's just it's just fucked up, and it's, it's totally fucked down. It's totally fucked. Um, and and at the same time, all of this corruption is going on. All of these wars are breaking out. Uh, you know, we have senators and con- you know senators dying like Diane Feinstein, uh, and Bob Melendez is under some heat, and your boy Chucky Schumer. Yeah, your boy Chuck. Uh, he's avoiding this like the plague. So he he had a speech and was asked a question. Check this out. Allowed to attend the classified briefing on should Senator Menendez be allowed to attend the classified briefing on Israel tomorrow? And you still stand by your position that he should not resign. You're not calling for. He's not going to attend the briefing tomorrow. Yes. I don't get involved in private. Con- I've had private conversations. I don't get involved in what oh, happened yep. in them on this kind of thing. He's not attending. Next. He's not attending. Next. And then on an interview, what would it take to move you uh, toward a position of saying, you know what, Senator uh, Menendez, please step away. Look, uh, as I've said before, the Senate should have certain standards. And if you read the indictment, Senator Menendez has gone way, way below those standards. Oh, so what is your hesitation of asking as him I to said, step down? He has, so what, he has been way, way below those standards. And um, we'll see what happens after that. I know, I, Senator, well, we all hear I'm you saying that. Yeah. We, all, we all hear what you're saying, but we're just curious about why, if, by your Israel own admission, he's gone way, way below the standards. Why wouldn't you just say, you know what, Bob, uh, you know, I think of you as a colleague and a friend, but now is the time you got to go. What, I'm just curious about what your hesitation I've is. Had, I've had some serious discussions with him. Which are ongoing? As I said, I've had some serious discussions with him. Yes. Okay. Okay. You you clearly don't want to discuss it. Avoiding it like the fucking plague. Yeah. Yeah. But now we ask him a question about Donald Trump's indictment. Oh, no. She she should have pushed back and said, well, now let's talk about the former president's indictments. What do you think about those, Senator? Of course, of course, of, of course, they're not. That's what should have happened. Yes. News, though. It's not even I don't even expect that from Fox. Like, this is what these people do. These fucking, they, they don't push back. Oh, well, you, you say he's way, way below the standards for the Senate chambers. Then why, like, why? Well, I, the- will, I will say this, though. I don't think the guy should resign because he's indicted. Because I am, I'm in full support of you're innocent until proven guilty. 100%. 100%. But I, it's just odd to me that he's avoiding that question. Like, oh, he could have oh, just said that. He could have literally just said he said, the reason why we're not asking him to resign because we live in a constitutional republic and you're innocent until proven guilty. 
That's why. But if he does say that, then people are going to bring up his comments about Donald Trump. So to avoid it politically is easier to deflect and not answer than to put himself in a position to talk about the former president who's running for president. Oh, no, no, no question. I, I agree with you, but uh, I'm just not sure that uh, they're, they're not trying to cover this up and sweep it under the rug and keep him in there. Cause I feel like the, those answers lead me to believe that he knows that this guy is fucked. It's possible. And he's just going to, you know, let it play out the way it is as a leadership because he doesn't want to be forced to do anything. You have to hit the button again. He doesn't have to be forced to do anything. And um, he'll just wait because if the guy gets convicted and if there's now, now I, I, I don't know if they asked him. No, they didn't ask him in that interview or anybody ever asked him. I would, I'm wondering if they're, if, if the, I guess the Senate, has an ethics committee as well if they're investigating as well i'd imagine that they are but again you really can't come to a conclusion until it plays itself out in the courts and it's just easier to deflect and just say hey uh when the guy gets found guilty we'll then turn on him like we always do Mm -hmm. and then say he has to enforce him to resign see he was convicted we let it play out and now we're forcing him to resign so we're taking care of it now it's it's very possible, but uh, you know, it's. You, I think your question was was the best response was to ask him his, his thoughts on the former president Donald Trump. Yeah, I and mean, they're not going to. They're not going to because it would blow up his entire narrative. Or, right? or even ask him about the opposite party and my very good friend George Santos, who's fighting ridiculous trumped up DOJ indictment charges. They just added more. I mean, the guy had to go get arraigned months ago. They, they released him on $500,000 bail a sitting Congressman for all fabricated bullshit. So. Great question. Why not say, well, what do you think about Congressman George Santos and his federal indictments over on, on the other side of the aisle in the house? I mean, just ask them something. No, they'll never, Alan. Never. Forget about it. It'll never, ever, ever happen. Listen, it's 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 all it's all nonsense. It's all bullshit. And everything is 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 deflection. Everything is distractions. And I, everyone needs to just keep their uh, their head in the game of uh, keeping the narrative, the true narrative, that Donald Trump is innocent. That he's being persecuted, and you know we need we need to just keep rallying the people behind him and holding the people accountable who are turning their back on him, meaning elected officials. A hundred, a hundred percent, and we need to continue to do that. We have a lot of work ahead of us. It's it's not going to be easy, but I think I think we're making strides in the right direction. I think people are, uh, you know, getting loud, and this apology from this fucking clown. Uh, in my opinion, proves that us speaking up is working, that people are no longer being quiet. The fact this guy came out and issued an apology like this, you never used to see things like this from celebrities. Never would they ever admit that they were wrong. Uh, but it seems like the backlash was so bad and so loud that this guy had to had no choice but to come out and cuck for the, to, to, to the public to say, oh, I'm sorry. 
launched the fund, uh, there was some backlash that came with launching the fund. And I want to address and acknowledge that backlash right now. And here's what I have to say about that. I get it. And I completely understand. And I could have been better. And next time I will be better. And I understand, you know, money ain't falling out of the sky and it's not growing on trees. And there's a lot of people out there who's living paycheck to paycheck. And I get it. And I know what that's like. I've lived paycheck to paycheck. Seven bucks. I know. I know what that's like. And when you are living paycheck to paycheck, I don't want to speak for everybody. I'll speak for myself, but I feel it's connected. When you're living paycheck to paycheck, I was easily pissed off and I was frustrated. And the last thing you want to hear when you are living paycheck to paycheck is someone asking you for money, especially when the person asking you for money already has a lot of money. So I get it. I understand. I've never launched a fund before, uh, but I'm a quick study and lesson learned. Fuck you. Eat a bag of dicks, you fucking <laughs> clown. How about that? How, how about, go ahead. How about him and his friend Oprah jump into a fucking volcano together and call it a day? I would love that. That'd be fan-fucking-tastic. But the only reason I bring that up, Alan, is not to highlight this fucking retard uh, who doesn't deserve any, any more uh, screen time that he already has, but to, to prove the point that the people, we the people, are no longer sitting silently and just saying, ah, oh, he's a fucking idiot. I'm not even going to be bothered uh, by, you know, it's a stupid fucking video. We're now voicing our opinions. We're now letting these people know. We're now, we're, we're no longer just avoiding it. Uh, and, you know, when you hear somebody like The Rock who has such big celebrity and is idolized by so many people, unfortunately, um, having to issue an apology like that when, uh, you know, optically he was trying to be the virtue signaler like help out kind of guy yeah. like, that's what he was trying to do people saw through it they saw through the celebrity that normally people fall for hook line and sinker every time like the red the 2014 with the the clintons and the red cross or any other tragedy that they they bring these celebrities out to try to get you to donate, you know, to the red cross or whatever organization it may be. Most yeah. people take out their wallet. And even if it's a dollar, they send something and they raise, you know, millions, if not uh, over billions of dollars this time that that wasn't the case. And as much as I, and I'm sure you felt you wanted to help uh, people in Maui because of what happened and the lack of help that they're getting, I didn't want to help by giving money to this fucking guy. And most people felt the same way. The fact that most people felt that way warms my heart. It makes me so excited that people are finally getting it. And the celebrity doesn't have that power, that, that grip on humanity that it once had. And it's a, it's a huge sign for me that, that, that uh, we're going in the right direction. I agree. I, I hope so. I think there are we, we definitely have a lot of work to do to get um, further no, in the right direction. Far from, far from over, but it's just that's that, that that's something even a year ago I would not expect to happen. Like even a year ago, I would expect people to be shelling out cash to give to this guy's foundation uh, or organization or whatever he was fucking doing. Instead, people completely flipped the script and told him to get fucked. They yeah. said, Rock, you're a fucking retard. You have millions of dollars. Go donate it your fucking self. Eat a bag of dicks. I'd like to see, um, you know, when they talk about wanting to fund Ukraine and fund this and fund that and fund gender studies and go to fucking countries where 
maybe we can get some people with balls to bring a resolution or uh, a proposal of a bill to uh, to Congress to say, hey, you know, we give three on on auto pay. We give all these countries money. We give Israel three point six billion dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should turn around and give three five billion dollars to the residents of Maui, yep. so that they can live, they can because they can't work because yep. tourism is, is is fucked there right now. Thank thank you to the the government there, and uh, so so they can go ahead and move and and whether they want to relocate or, or rebuild, they can do that. But no, we're giving them the Biden administration with through federal funding or you know seven hundred emergency seven hundred dollars a household. Like thank you very much. And on the, and on the same token, on 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 the on the same side of the coin, we're telling Americans who were in Israel during the strikes and during mm-hmm. the war, now that to shelter in place, and we have the State Department telling them, well, the Biden administration doesn't have anything set up to evacuate you, and we have you know Congressman Corey Mills chartering planes, we have Governor DeSantis chartering a plane to get people out. And then we have the 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 Biden administration, the the State Department saying, "Well, we're going to get you out if you want. Fill this out, and you have to sign a promissory note that you're going to pay back the travel expenses as a travel loan to the U.S. government. And we're not bringing you directly to the United States. We're bringing you to a safe haven, a different country, where then you're on the hook for lodging and transport back to the United States. Yeah, just figure it out. You'll be okay. Just figure it out. That's what the country is doing to." To, to citizens stuck in Israel. That's what the country is doing to citizens in Maui, $700 a household. And I don't think the people in East Palestine, Ohio, have gotten cock. Nope. They haven't gotten anything. They've gotten anything. Nope. And, uh, fuck we those people out. Money. We, yeah, fuck those people. Fuck we those, we got billion, we're sending over a 10, whether it's 10 or 100 billion to Israel, totally fine. We got nothing for us citizens. Nothing. We can give give all these immigrants coming over housing. We can give them cash in their pockets, cell phones, yeah. health care, everything that they need. Everything. No worries. Plenty of money for that, Alan. Wall, no. Helping Americans, no. People that mm-hmm. suffer disaster, oh, fuck them. No, like it's it, it, it's totally ridiculous, and and I'll tell you, I think this is part of the reason why people like The Rock got backlash because of how how things are being taken care of at home. They're seeing all of the money go to all these other places, the billions and billions of dollars. Where whereas at home we're getting fucked, and it starts with Alan. The the, the last topic I want to close it out on. We'll go a little long today because we don't have a Friday show this week, unfortunately. Um, is it this Friday? We don't yeah, have a show. Fri- this Friday is the twentieth. You said you can't do a show. It's the twentieth. Yes, you're the twentieth, right. and then we don't have. We're not doing Halloween for obvious yes. reasons, so people can have fun with their family. Right. Uh, but the twentieth is this Friday, so we That's will right. not. Be, we will not be doing a show this Friday. So uh, I do want to close out on uh, what's going on with the House Speaker situation um, a little bit. Uh, Jim Jordan uh, did not get enough votes today. Uh, they had, here's the tally from today's vote. It was 200 for Jim Jordan, seven for Scalise, six for McCarthy, 212 for Jeffries, and six for others. Now, yes. Alan, I think w- with what you were talking about with that bill, uh, that you want someone in Congress to bring forward starts with this house speaker vote. So, yes. So the house speaker vote, and, and I'll tell you, and they even reported on it where 
grassroots pressure did help flip members of Congress that were complete no's because you saw it last night on Twitter and during the day this to this morning where members of Congress who were no's saying that they would vote for Jim Jordan because of the grassroots. I mean, they were, they were, the phones were melting. I made over 200 yep. phone calls to these members of Congress, all the no's, not in my district, them too, but all <laughs> over pressuring their staffers. I, I must, I think I sent over 600 emails. Okay. If you want to know who the no's are, here they are. So, so with those no's right now, and I, I've been I've been pounding them for, uh, and I'll be pounding them again tomorrow. They're supposed to hold another vote tomorrow. They didn't want to hold another one today. Here, here's Hours. the thing. Enough with the attitude that grassroots pressure with the representatives don't work, but there's a strategy to it, and you have to stick to it if you really care. Whether it's you have a list of people right here on the screen, okay. And you can even go on my Twitter page. I have all of their numbers listed. I literally, and the only reason I didn't do it is because, oh my God, I should do it right here. The only reason I didn't do it is because I'm afraid of getting thrown off Twitter for doxing. But my congressman, Anthony D'Esposito, who decided to vote for Lee Zeldin, okay? Right here. Which I, I like. I like Lee Zeldin. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, but I, I, I Lee, 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 Zeld, Lee Zeldin is. I was sad to see him leave Congress, but neither here nor there. He was not nominated. They're doing this for a reason because they're they're rhinos. They're listening to their Republican conference back home. You need to flood these people with phone calls and emails. All you day. have to fill up their voicemails. When you send an email, you should send that same email, not type them out each time. Send the same email two, three hundred times. Okay, just keep hitting reply forward, whatever you have to do, and keep sending it so that when they check their emails, they have a staffer check their emails. They have to scroll three and five pages past your emails to get to actual emails. Keep calling, keep calling, keep calling because it's working. And demand it as a as a as a constituent. Mm -hmm. Now, Anthony D'Esposito, I know personally, okay, I, and I've completely burnt my bridges with him and told him to get fucked. I will never support another campaign for him. He was my local councilman, gave him a lot of money to get elected in local government, helped with his campaign monetarily for Congress, and I regret every single fucking dollar I've ever dumped into that campaign. I said, you want to do me a favor and you're watching this show and you, you, you want to tell somebody, you really want to call somebody and tell them that they should vote for Jim Jordan, but do it respectfully in the, in the means of just the phone calls is you need to vote for Jim Jordan because that's what the American people want. You should be calling these people. Yep. I, I have Anthony D'Esposito's cell phone right in front of me, right in front of me. And imagine if everybody just lit up this cell phone number and said, hey, you're a member of Congress. You need to vote for Jim Jordan. Like, do I literally read out Anthony D'Esposito's cell phone number, his personal cell phone number? Do I do it right here in the hopes that maybe people what, – what do you say in the chat? Would you call this cell phone number to, to Congressman D'Esposito in New York who voted for Zeldin, who completely despises Matt Gates? who completely despises Donald Trump now and probably will hold out and not vote for Jim Jordan. Do I give out the cell number? 
<sighs> is it the right thing to do? I mean, our country is on the line, Alan. I literally country- did not. I did not put it out on Twitter for the sole reason is I didn't want to get reported and say, "Oh, he doxed him and have another Twitter account gone." You know what? If you Send write it, it down, if you write it down, you write it down. But Anthony Congressman D. S. Bazito, five one six six nine five three six four six. That is his cell number. Don't threat. Don't make no. any any bad comments. Be respectful. Be polite. But, but imagine d- if, if, demand. If, every, if every Congress member who voted no, if someone leaked their cell number somehow and they got phone calls, their office, emails, visit their offices, they're going to have another vote tomorrow. Democrats, literally that toupee-wearing piece of shit, Mike Rogers from, what was it, Alabama, or I think Alabama he's from, yeah. was literally considering working with Democrats to vote for a Democrat and secede power from the Republican majority and give it to the minority to, to elect ha- Hakeem Jeffries to the House Speaker. He got 212 Alan, votes in lockstep. Alan, did you see Ken Buck as to why he didn't vote for Jim Jordan? Just because he hates him. For Congressman Jim Jordan, instead voting for Tom Emmer. Well, I guess my first question is, do you really want Tom Emmer to be speaker? No, I don't. I don't like Tom Emmer. I figured this would be the worst job in America. Mike Rowe would not want to do this for his TV show. This is imagine. Okay, so just to underscore that, you voted for somebody because you don't like them. I, I, I voted for somebody because I wasn't going to vote for Jim. Yeah, but, but you don't. Are you, is are, that you amazing? are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to side with guys like this, this fucking clown who's crying on national television about Matt Gates. I think it's important just for the world to show that our democracy is working, that it's thriving. I think what Matt Gates and these seven nihilists did was a total disgrace. Four <laughs> percent of the conference overturned the will of 96 percent of the conference to fire a speaker for what? Doing his job. Oh, yeah, um, doing if his Matt job. Gates had his way, we would be not only in a defunctional Congress right now, but we'd be in a government shutdown. So I think it's disgrace. Good. These Bring people it. did, um, but we have to move on. We have to elect a new speaker. We got to show that we can walk and chew gum as a country at the same time, govern, um, and give our allies what they need in this very, very pressing time for them. First of all, fuck Paul Ryan. Very and well. Listen, we need the chaos because the chaos is going to bring accountability, and that's exactly what happened with Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy lied and didn't do the things he was going to do. Yep. And. I mean, I'm getting the interference again. What we we need we need the accountability. We need the chaos to bring the accountability, and we need to pressure these scumbags. There are three. So we have four Long Island congressmen where I'm from in New York. Okay, we have Nick Lalota, brand new piece of shit. We have Anthony Garbarino, who I think this is his second term, piece of shit. Okay, he's only there because his father was heavy in politics. They all voted Zeldin. He took Peter King's spot, okay? And then you have Anthony D'Esposito, also Long Island, my congressman. You calling ASAP. All of them just voted for just Lee Zeldin, who's not even in in, in the race, okay? Not even nominated, out of spite for not voting for, for Jim Jordan. The only Long Island congressman that voted for Jim Jordan was George Santos, the only Long Island congressman, the one that they hate, those those three George I just Santos. mentioned, hate George Santos, turned against him George after Santos they supported him in his election. Based as fuck. 
That ferry is based. I literally, I hold on. Yeah, I, I listen. I was on the phone with George Santos today during their after the vote, and he said that it is it is complete chaos. It is a shit show. He doesn't know what they're doing, and uh, it's going to be interesting tomorrow when they vote again. He needs. Oh, I think Fine. Jim Jordan did two hundred votes. He needs seventeen more votes. Yep. From Republicans and this these names that are on the screen, you should be calling them. They're no, Washington no. D.C. office. I haven't taken them off the screen for a reason. You should be looking up their 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 contact information, emailing them, uh, phone calls nonstop. Well, tell your I'm friends gonna... to get involved. Uh, tell everybody that you know that loves this country and wants to see great this country be great again should be on the phone calling these people as many times as they humanly possibly can. James, I'm going to put this tweet, my tweet, in my chat. And if you want to grab it and throw it up on the screen. I I will. I will. I'm doing it right now. That link, because in my tweet, I have uh, all the phone numbers, both to their D.C. office and their local offices. Bingo. But they're all in D.C., and you should be pounding them. Even if you got off the show tonight, I'm going to tell you what I did last night to um, posting this about, I don't even know. I probably did it to, I think six or seven congressmen. I was up very late doing it and I would call their DC office and the ones where I were able to leave a message. I left. I kept calling back like a psycho leaving the same message to vote for Jim Jordan until I couldn't leave messages anymore. Fill up their voicemails. Melt their phone lines. They are a bunch of rhino piles of shit. That's what they are. Get on the phone. They literally were running stories today about the grassroots pressure of those six holdouts that wanted to side with Democrats. It's it's so funny that you say that, Alan, because I texted you right before the show because we've been talking about this on this show for a while that we need to, you know, especially Alan. Alan has been really at the forefront of calling your representatives, emailing, contacting constantly. He's been saying this uh, and uh, Gateway Pundit put out an article saying that the, their phone, they, they, they cannot get to the calls fast enough, like they're getting yeah. overwhelmed. And that's what I love to hear. And I want to hear more of that. Like here's their phone numbers right here. Okay, I each one on that list. Go ahead. I said each one on the list you can call and contact. There's two, it looks like there's two numbers for each person. Call yeah, both numbers. So, the 202 is their DC office. That's uh where they all are now. I would concentrate on the 202 area code, their DC office, because that's where you're gonna get the 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 staffers that are there, you know, even on the floor with them. And I had a I had a Lawler's staffer on the phone this morning about I don't know, 15 times. And I had to apologize to this girl because she was a fucking trooper. And I asked her, I said, how many calls are you getting? And we, and we were laughing about it. I said, how many calls are you getting? And she said to me, she says, I, I, can't, I can't keep track. So I'm surprised you didn't get busy signals. We, we, do, we just can't keep up with the calls. And you keep getting through. I said, well, I'm not going <laughs> to harass you anymore. And I, and I said, I said, honestly, I said, is he getting any of these messages? He said, and she said every single one. Like, and I know this because I've, I've spoken to staffers on the Hill, and it, it, it is it is required 
for them to at least get notified of the message. And it's, it's helped because people are pissed and it has to be shown to them. It has to be ball breaking. It has to be, it has to be shown to them that you are not up there to vote for yourself in your interpolitic internal yep. politic world. Yep. You're there to vote for the will of the people. We want a speaker of the house right now. The consensus on every social media platform among conservatives and MAGA Republicans, and even Donald Trump is Jim Jordan. And I'll be honest with you. Jim Jordan was my first choice of speaker. I really wanted to see Byron Donald's for, for, for specific reasons. However, it is Jim Jordan. That is where we're at. And these 20 pieces of shit. And I'm imagining that that, list is going to be smaller tomorrow because of the amounts of grassroots phone calls that are, have been pouring into their office since the vote. And I'm telling you, if you're not going to do it, do me a favor and get on the phone and call each one of them and leave a message for them tonight. If you have time tomorrow and you get up in the morning, make those phone calls, screenshot that tweet and just call them. Do something. Do something. Don't sit around and say, oh, calling them doesn't doesn't matter. It helped. It literally made people that wanted to – Republicans that wanted to back Democrats turn around and say – and make sure that they tweeted it to just fend off the calls. I've had a talk with Jim Jordan. I am, I am now voting for Jim Jordan. Basically the cry of, please stop calling my office. Yeah, like going out publicly and saying it so you, you can be left the fuck alone. Like that's what it should be. And it should continue to be that way until they change their tune. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Donald Trump wants Jim Jordan to be the speaker. Here's Donald Trump speaking about it this morning. First off, Donnie's lawyer, she's a smoke. She's a fucking dime. Oh, Alina Habba? Oh, my God. I have to tell you, did I tell you the story about uh, the, with her? Yeah, about the truck? Yeah. It was, it was really yeah, yeah, you said it on air already. You already told the, the audience. I, it, it was funny. She, uh, when you meet her, she's like, she's very, you think she's, she's very uh, unapproachable, but she she's actually really nice. Uh, well, I mean, she, she looks like an in, intimidating woman, to be fair. Uh, she is a little arresting uh, uh, bitch face a little bit. Yeah, she, uh, just a little she bit. Is, she is. But, uh, I'm not saying that she's not a nice nice individual, but I do enjoy I, I I would like to see those titties. Nancy Pelosi? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so if she's watching, I'm open. Oh, that's, oh, but, that's uh, funny. But no, I, it, 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 like, like you were saying, Alan, uh, you know, a lot of things need to be changed 
and you know, getting these bills across, you know, I think starts with getting Jim Jordan. And you said on this show uh, when you were hanging out with Donald Trump, when Bo Nichols showed up to the, to the, to the live golf tour, he called up Jim Jordan and he was right on the phone, you know, talking, yeah. talking his ear off right away, like at a beck and call, uh, you know, he clearly communicates with him a lot. He clearly likes the guy. Like he respects him in his wrestling background. Uh, Donald Trump loves combat sports and understands how, how tough it is to be great at those sports. Uh, that's why I think one of the reasons why I think he respects Jim Jordan so much, but it seems like Jim Jordan is on team Donnie. He's team America first. He is. Yeah. And I'm with you. There's, there's a lot of things that I, I'm a little questionable about with Jim Jordan. And I, I'm, I'm the type of person I want to be a Jim Jordan fan so bad. Cause I'm a huge wrestling fan. I've watched his nephews wrestle. I've, I've gone to see them live at the NCAAs. Uh, you know, I want to root for Jim Jordan so badly, but, he has not done anything except give us, you know, sound sound bites of what we want to hear. That's all he's done. He's said some really great things over the years, but no no action whatsoever. We need action from this guy. Uh, so I think he's our best chance uh, to actually get some things across and maybe stay out of this war. Um, you know, it's a very good possibility if Jim Jordan is the House Speaker because we we know for a fact if, if Kevin McCarthy was the House Speaker right now, things would already be being drafted. Articles of Wars would already be being drafted. Yeah. If Kevin McCarthy was uh, the Speaker of the House right now, you'd have his Israel pin and you'd be ready to go, ready to rock. We'd be getting Articles of War to, to help because Israel's already declared war. So I, like I said, it's not a coincidence that th- this happens two days after Kevin McCarthy gets ousted. Now we're in this hot race for the uh house speaker i really hope we get uh, we get a resolution soon i think it's going to be dragged out possibly even to next week alan i really wouldn't even be surprised uh if this gets dragged out into next week uh they're not trying to have many votes they're trying to do slow slow roll it and the uh the the democrats are are just a giant cult like listen to these fucking clowns dude because words speak for themselves When New Yorkers recovering from Hurricane Sandy needed Congress to act, he said no. When wildfires ravaged the West, destroying homes and businesses, and those residents needed disaster assistance, he said no. When the Mississippi River floods devastated the South and communities across state lines needed Congress to act, he said no. When our veterans were suffering from disease and dying as a result of their service to our country and Congress passed a bipartisan solution, he said no. When our ally and they just do this over and that's over. What, I mean, listen, that's what they're trained to do. Look at the 15 times that they voted for Harkeem Jeffries, 212 in lockstep. They just did it again today. Yep. And it, that's it. what they'll do. Oh, 100%. They're, they're, and, they're in unison and they're they're loving it. Do you see what Raskin said? Oh yeah, you know what? I, I talked about that today. The civil war taking place within the Republican Party and caucus, and that civil war might just turn into a purge of any moderates. Um, <clears throat> it's starting to look like there's a. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He's freaking it's starting out a to look bit. like there is a consolidation of the party uh, around uh, Trump. Yep. and around the mega wing. Yep. So I think the GOP right now might be the POT, the party of Trump. Uh, yep. Well, I mean, uh, of course. It's, um, I, I think, I don't know. 
Oh, look, we got a troll in the chat. Is that my chat? He's chat. Yeah, it's in mine. I just got rid of him. Trump's grimy prison cell. It's what's his name again? It's that jerk off again. Oh, he's back? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a fucking... What a you, gotta, fuck. you gotta love these people. Anyway. Going at it. It's it's insane. But... Uh, I like that they spend the time doing it. Fucking idiots. But like, I, like, like, like we said earlier, here's all the phone numbers. Take them down. Screenshot this. Uh, and start making phone calls. It's very, very important. Um... You know, I, I really, truly believe that our republic uh, is is at stake. And, you know, uh, if you can't make a phone call to to these representatives and tell them to vote for Jim Jordan, um, then you're not in the fight. You're, and, and remember, once once in the hopes that Jim Jordan does get the votes this week and he is handed the gavel, um, just hit the button again. It doesn't stop there. Oh, look, this guy's back. Uh, it doesn't stop there. It now the now the pressure uh, has to stay on Jim Jordan as the speaker because I want to see certain things uh, come out of him, and I I will be paying attention. So absolutely, you know, re- remember just because he becomes speaker, it's now keep the pressure on. And if we feel uh, that he's not, because listen, I have my doubts of of things that he might not pay attention to, or 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 pay attention to. So, you know, we'll monitor it and we'll see. And if we have to, we'll uh, act accordingly and flood, flood, flood phone lines and emails, people. We, we, we the people call the shots and we can't um, we can't allow it to be uh, the roles reversed. They're not calling the shots. We have to call the shots and we have to keep nope. that grassroots pressure going. A hundred percent. This guy is fucking relentless. He just literally copied and pasted his fucking thing. Wow. He made he made 20 more accounts. Yeah, I'm, wait, I'm like waiting for him to show up in mine. Uh, but just just a friendly reminder, Alan, um, you know, if Jim Jordan doesn't get in, climate change is going to take over and we're going to need universal health care. So Keem Jeffries will supply this. Yes. No audio. Uh, I keep hitting the fucking button through COVID and what we're going to see more vividly through climate change is that we cannot have a public health system that is a patchwork of good health and bad health. Uh, and unfortunately, because the Constitution left the authority for health care to the states, we have a patchwork. Uh, and COVID was perfect proof of that. Uh, there is no way we will deal well with any pandemic in the future and no way we will be able to weave together the infrastructure that we need to deal with climate change if we don't weave together the 50 states in dealing with healthcare, which means we have to have a universal system of public health. Yep. Yep. Climate change is, is the cause of all this. And if it's, 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 we're boiling air in it. Yep. If, 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 if Keem Jeffries becomes a speaker, we're getting universal healthcare. So there's that. Whoop de doo. Fucking awesome. But Alan, it was, it was a fucking fun Tuesday. Unfortunately, we won't be back on Friday. Alan will be back tomorrow morning, bright and early though. Uh, so make sure you, you, you tune in at 8 a.m. Eastern to see his ugly fucking face in the morning. I don't know why you would want to do that, but God bless you. 8 a.m. We got the whole MAGA morning crew. If you do tune in at 8 a.m., Please be sure to tell him to get fucked on my behalf. They do. I appreciate Believe it. Me. They do. I fucking love you guys. You're the fucking best. I, I'm so thankful for each and one, every one of you. Uh, but 
I won't be there because it's too fucking early. So, so uh, enjoy Alan's ugly face in the morning, 8 a.m. <laughs> tune in, hit that follow button, hit that thumbs up button. Alan, you still didn't send me the fucking commercial, you piece of fucking shit. Uh, Actually, I thought I did send it. Well, if you did, you didn't tell it to tell me you did, and I didn't know I had. Usually, it. usually people when they get an email, they just get the email and they and they know. I don't fucking check my. Email. <laughs> I'll send it again. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it right now. Boomer, uh, I'm more the worst with emails. The worst. Uh, but yeah, send it again. Shout out to our sponsors, my Patriot Scars. Go to mypatriotscars.com. Get yours today. There's tons of selection. You got new ones coming out too. Yeah, probably uh, either around the holidays or right after the holidays. The holidays are coming up sooner than you think, which I got to talk to you after the show about. Um, but uh, get your family members who smoke cigars, a box, a sample pack, uh, whatever you like. Uh, if you're not a cigar smoker and you want to send some cigars over to a uh, serviceman and woman, especially now with what's going on, uh, they're definitely going to need some smokes while they're being sent all over the fucking world. They're going to want to smoke Patriot cigars while they're killing goat fuckers, so you might as well send them Patriot cigars. Go to MyPatriotCigars.com and use code WPRUSA. You get 25% off your order. One of the best discounts on the website, code WPRUSA, will get you 25% your entire order. Uh, and leave a message for Alan. Tell him to get fucked, you know. Uh, not only use the code. We should make that. We just make that the code. Uh, <laughs> code get fucked. Uh, or if you don't want to type that and you're a goody two shoes, uh, put in WPR USA. But uh, <laughs> go to mypagecigars.com and get yours today. Can't forget our friends at Kush Creams, number one topical in the game. I use this stuff every fucking day. It saves my life. The pain cream and the natural sensi out here in sunny Las Vegas. I love it. They have eye, eye cream, everything that you could possibly need. Shampoos, go to kushcreams.com, code WPRUSA. Get 15% off and can't forget our friends at Sirius CBD, the number one CBD on the planet. Go to get serious CBD. Me and Marley dog take it. I take that shit all the fucking time. Mick dick punch. He got off all of his medications from the VA uh, for his PTSD with uh, just serious CBD. It's, it's truly a lifesaver. Go to get serious CBD.com. Get yours today. Alan. It's been fun. Fuck you. I will uh, talk to you tomorrow. Tune in 8 a.m. Tell him to get fucked until next time, guys, where we go on. We go all. See ya. Our movement is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. The Washington establishment and the financial and media corporations that fund it exist for only one reason, to protect and enrich itself. The establishment has trillions of dollars at stake in this election. For those who control the levers of power in Washington and for the global special interest, they partner with these people that don't have your good in mind. Our campaign represents a true existential threat like they haven't seen before. This is not simply another four-year election. This is a crossroads in the history of our civilization that will determine whether or not we, the people, reclaim control over our government. The political establishment that is trying to stop us is the same group responsible for our disastrous trade deals, massive illegal immigration, and economic and foreign policies that have bled our country dry. 
The political establishment has brought about the destruction of our factories and our jobs as they flee to Mexico, China, and other countries all around the world. It's a global power structure that is responsible for the economic decisions that have robbed our working class, stripped our country of its wealth, and put that money into the pockets of a handful of large corporations and political entities. This is a struggle for the survival of our nation. And this will be our last chance to save it. This election will determine whether we're a free nation or whether we have only the illusion of democracy, but are in fact controlled by a small handful of global special interests rigging the system, and our system is rigged. This is reality. You know it, they know it, I know it, and pretty much the whole world knows it. The Clinton machine is at the center of this power structure. We've seen this firsthand in the WikiLeaks documents in which Hillary Clinton meets in secret with international banks to plot the destruction of U.S. sovereignty in order to enrich these global financial powers, her special interest friends, and her donors. Honestly, she should be locked up. The most powerful weapon deployed by the Clintons is the corporate media, the press. Let's be clear on one thing. The corporate media in our country is no longer involved in journalism. They're a political special interest, no different than any lobbyist or other financial entity with a total political agenda. And the agenda is not for you, it's for themselves. Anyone who challenges their control is deemed a sexist, a racist, a xenophobe. They will lie, 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 and then again, they will do worse than that. They will do whatever is necessary. The Clintons are criminals, remember that. This is well documented, and the establishment that protects them has engaged in a massive cover-up of widespread criminal activity at the State Department and the Clinton Foundation in order to keep the Clintons in power. They knew they would throw every lie they could at me and my family and my loved ones. They knew they would stop at nothing to try to stop me. Nevertheless, I take all of these slings and arrows gladly for you. I take them for our movement so that we can have our country back. I knew this day would arrive. It's only a question of when. And I knew the American people would rise above it and vote for the future they deserve. The only thing that can stop this corrupt machine is you. The only force strong enough to save our country is us. The only people brave enough to vote out this corrupt establishment is you, the American people. Our great civilization has come upon a moment of reckoning. I didn't need to do this, folks, believe me. I built a great company, and I had a wonderful life. I could have enjoyed the fruits and benefits of years of successful business deals and businesses for myself and my family, instead of going through this absolute horror show of lies, deceptions, malicious attacks. Who would have thought? I'm doing it because this country has given me so much, and I feel so strongly that it's my turn to give back 
to the country that I love. I'm doing this for the people and for the movement. And we will take back this country for you. And we will make America great again. the truth.